following is another Power 99 Sports presentation. Power 99 Sports presents high school football. Now they go to a single back with twins to the right, slot right, just off the right tight end. They'll run option that way. Gomez hit. Ball's fumbled. It's on the field, and Cardi Heist got it. It's covered there by the Bearcats. Owen Lytle. Good job in there by the Bearcats. Jack Johnson to get in there. Tonight, the A3 district title is on the line as the Carney Bearcats host the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Now they have four wide receivers. It's a quick snap. Handoff inside Mazer. He has a little bit of a hole. Lowers his shoulder. Runs over a man and has the first down at the 41-yard line. A gain of 11 for Mazer. Both teams enter tonight's district contest at 4-2 and two and undefeated in district play. The winner most likely locks up a district title and automatic berth into the playoffs. It's the Silverhawks and the Bearcats coming up next, but first it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Cope Stadium in Kearney with Power 99 Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. And good evening, everyone, from Foster Field, Cope Stadium, the University of Nebraska at Kearney. It is week seven of the 2019 high school football season. Uh, Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein will be joining me here shortly. And we'll also, uh, thanks to our engineer and producer, Nick Grimes, back at the studio. Friday night football, five games for you, and we've got you covered here on Power 99, ESPN Radio, The Breeze 94.5 and 1230 AM KHAS, along with online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. PlatteRiverPreps.com, our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and, of course, our friends over in Lincoln. The UNK volleyball team is also playing here at home tonight. They took the first game from Missouri Western 25 13, so they're trying to get that thing wrapped up in good shape so that fans can attend a little bit of the volleyball and a little bit of the football. For Carney High, as you heard the open, they're going to try and bounce back from the Millard West game where they played very well early on, and then their offense was stymied and kind of got worn down against a, a bigger Millard West line, and we'll talk with Brandon Cool about that. For the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks, they've uh, played Carney High quite a few years here, including on the football field, and we had Josh Banderas up today for our Husker lunch. They've had some good football teams, but Southwest, you can kind of look at it. They're 4-2, and two, and they've really beaten the teams they're supposed to, and then they had a couple of games where they were run over, and uh, they hope that tonight uh, they can do some things. Well, as you heard, the winner's going to get probably the district title unless they're upset by North Platte or Lincoln High. Lincoln High's 0-6, and, and North Platte is 1-5 going into tonight's action. So basically, the winner of this clinches a playoff berth. It's probably more important for Lincoln Southwest because they're a lot farther down in the wildcard points right now than the Carney Bearcats are. If the Bearcats 
big picture, can finish things off here and win these last three games, which they would technically be favored in all three. They finish at 7-2 and two and would get a first-round home game, which is always crucial in the playoffs, especially in Class A, when uh, some of the uh, Metro or Lincoln teams have a little more trouble coming out here to play. So that's a little bit of the overview of what we're playing for here tonight. Carney High trying to pick up the victory and go to 5-2 and two on the season. We've got Carney Catholic at Cozad on ESPN 1460. Minden at Adam Central is on ESPN 1550. Hastings and Seward on 1230 AM KHAS. Axtell and Giltner are on the breeze, 94.5. And all of those games kicking off at 7 o'clock. Uh, also want to let you know, Kearney Volleyball, uh, the Bearcats will be playing on a Saturday, kind of a rare thing, but they do have a Saturday contest uh, coming up tomorrow. They go to Lincoln to play in a triangular at Northeast with Southeast and Northeast, and then they are back home uh, next week to uh, take on Pius on Tuesday night before heading in to the conference tournament. The softball team will play tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at Millard South in the winner's bracket final, trying to qualify for the state tournament. And the girls' golf team has also qualified for state. They will be competing in Norfolk on Monday and Tuesday. The cross-country teams competed in conference yesterday. The girls' fifth, the boys' ninth, and their districts are coming up this week. So we're getting close to the postseason for a lot of our fall activities. This is the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll be back and hear from the coaches, starting with Andrew Sherman of the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks right after this. Welcome to Freddy's. How's it going, bud? My parents said we're going plant-based. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Every once in a while, a kid needs a treat. A dirt and worm Sunday, please. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Key Lime Pie Concrete. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produced the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here from Foster Field on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. A Class A district tilt tonight between Kearney High and uh, Lincoln Southwest. And we are joined by the head coach of the Silverhawks, Andrew Sherman. And coach, appreciate the time. Uh, Kearney coming in and now getting a chance to be a part of the conference. But uh, you guys have seen a lot of each other that has nothing to do with conference affiliation. For sure, yeah. It seems like we... uh... Uh, compete in uh, not only football, but, uh, you know, track and field and every other sport, uh, uh, you know, every year pretty much. Tell us a little bit uh, when you just pick up and look at stats and look at records. It's kind of been feast or famine so far for the Silverhawks this year. Yeah, it really has been. You know, we uh, our last uh, our last trip out of Lincoln, uh, we got off the bus, uh, you know, with the, the, the deer in the headlight look and uh, really never regained our, uh, you know, our, our competitive edge, I guess, against Elkhorn. Uh, and we're hoping that, uh, you know, with uh, this week we can get off the bus and be ready to play from the very beginning. Uh, you know, we, uh, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of really good football players on our team. It just, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, sometimes we like to sit back and let things happen instead of just, uh, you know, uh, grabbing it and taking it. 
You had some guys uh, that were returning on the line for you. You also didn't have to worry about filling in a bunch of uh, skill positions. Have the returners done what you expected them to do here in the first two-thirds of the season? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think we're where we want to be. You know, we've made some uh, uh, adjustments uh, as far as, you know, offensive line, moving some guys to, to get stronger, uh, you know, matchups, like, you know, guys next to each other, like Dane Gabers and, and Drake Sherman. Uh, you know, playing next to each other is is a really good, uh, you know, really solid uh, part of our line. Um, you know, and and having our quarterback back was huge. You know, we didn't have to you know start from scratch. We were able to just kind of keep building. Uh, you know, we're still waiting for uh, you know those those big plays to happen for us. We're kind of a, a four yard, four yard, four yard, four yard group. And if we uh, you know make any mistakes and shoot ourselves in the foot, we have a tough time coming back from those. So. We're still really waiting for the big plays to happen, you know, making a guy miss in the open field or, uh, you know, breaking that tackle. We're talking with the head football coach at Lincoln Southwest here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show and Andrew Sherman. You take a look at uh, what Carney did against Millard West last week, and that's kind of how West got the job done. A lot of short runs, but they had some big boys up front. Tell us about the guys you've got up front on the line. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've got, uh, we've got three guys that uh, this is their second year starting. Um, you know, Jacob Duggar's uh, our left tackle. He's a, a really smart kid. He's like a 4-4 GPA kid. So uh, nothing, no, nothing's new to him. Uh, you know, he's kind of skinny on the skinnier side. So uh, he makes up for, you know, his lack of size with uh, good feet and, and, and being smart. Uh, and I already mentioned Drake and Dane on the right side. Uh, they're our two biggest guys, um, you know, two guys that both play defense for us as well. And, uh, you know, we're Really excited about those guys. They, they they usually get some pretty good movement for us. Uh, starting Cody Jurgens at center for the second week uh, in a row. He played a really good game last week, and we're hoping he can keep uh, you know keep getting better each week. And then uh, you know our our uh, left guard is back from a MCL injury, which is going to be really big for us. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that's Nick Delgado. Uh, he's a he's a kid that can play center or guard for us, and. Uh, um, you know, really good feet and and, and uh, good motor on him. You know, Coach, when you look at uh, somebody that's on the football team that has the same last name as the coach, they're usually a skill position player, most likely a quarterback. That's not the case with Drake. No, it's not. In fact, uh, his sophomore year he started center for us. Uh, junior year he started guard, and senior year he's starting guard again and, and rotates in at nose guard. Uh, you know, when you're when you're six one two ninety five, you don't have much of a chance to play those skill positions too much. A little off topic and a little on topic. You guys have had uh, and produced some kickers. You got a couple of them over there in Lincoln right now, so you could probably touch on on how uh, Dylan got right in there. And of course, Isaac. What is it about uh, what you guys do in special teams that has produced uh, players like that? I'll be honest. It's not a whole lot that uh, we as coaches do. It just we've been very fortunate that uh, we've had some some excellent kickers and excellent soccer players come up through our high school. Um, you know, we're we're. Uh, uh, we're not at that point this year. Um, you know, we've got quality punter. He's punting 40 on average, and, and our PAT field goals have gotten better as uh, Jackson Decker has stepped up. But, um, you know, it's just awesome being a coach and seeing those guys, uh, you know, Isaac Armstrong, who also a Carney guy before he came here. But, uh, you know, just seeing him compete and be uh, one of the best punters in the Big Ten and actually in the country. Um, but, again, it's not really anything we did. We just uh, – uh, you know, I mean, obviously they've had some opportunities here to, to do some kicking and punting, and it's awesome to see them move on to the next level and continue to have success. 
you mentioned uh, Lake and Harley, the uh, quarterback for your team coming back. Uh, he can throw it. He runs it a little bit. You've got a lot of guys that have uh, got a few yards on the ground so far this year. I know that Coach Cool mentioned that uh, you are not afraid to use a lot of players. Is that because of evenness? Is that because you've got the depth? Or there's just not a single standout and they're all pretty good for you? Ooh, I hate to answer that with yes, but uh, <laughs> yes. You know, we've got uh, – um, you know, I, really, really excited about Lakin. I mean, he runs the ball well and uh, makes good decisions. Uh, has made better decisions here the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's 100% healthy this week, which helps too. Um, but, you know, running back, uh, we started a new kid last week for the first time, Kilo Arciaga. Uh, and, and I expect him to tote the rock quite a few times this week. Uh, you know, he's pretty big, he's strong, uh, and, and athletic as heck. Um, and then, uh, you know, we rotate, we rotate because we got a lot of guys that play both ways, uh, and it just makes sense to keep them fresh on both sides of the field, so, or both sides of the ball. Um, you know, receiver-wise, we rotate quite a few guys in as well. Um, I don't know, we got 15 guys with catches or something like that. And, um, you know, that's just basically if they work hard at practice, they're going to get an opportunity to play for us. All right, Coach, uh, your look at Carney. Uh, what do you see and what concerns you in this game tonight? Well, Coach Cool always does such a good job, him and his staff. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, Carney's going to come out and fly around. Uh, you know, we're hoping to keep uh, uh, Miko uh, bottled up a little bit because if he gets in space, obviously there's not anybody that's going to catch him in the state. Um, but uh, you know what? They're, the, the O-line and D-line are very physical. They get off the ball really well. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're sound. You're not going to, you know, outflank them. You're not going to uh, – you know, overpower them. We just got to make sure that we play our style of ball uh, and make as few mistakes as possible. Uh, you know, a game like this, it's going to be, you know, 32 degrees or whatever they're talking about. You know, the ball security is going to be a key for the, uh, you know, whoever ends up winning it. Well, absolutely. Uh, hopefully it doesn't freeze the boys and the coaches out and we have a good one tonight. Uh, Coach, we sure appreciate the time and uh, best of luck as always to the Silverhawks. Hey, I appreciate that, and uh, thank you for having me. You bet. That's the head coach at Lincoln Southwest, Andrew Sherman, here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll be back and chat with Brandon Cool, the Carney Bearcats, right after this on Power 99. Buzz's Marine of Kearney wants your boat, and they're going to make it more than worth your while. Right now, if you trade in your used boat for a brand new boat, your winterization is on Buzz's Marine. Plus, if your trade-in boat is a 2010 or newer, you get $1,000 extra added value on your trade-in. This incredible trade-in offer expires October 31st. See store for full details at Buzz's Marine 5th and Central Kearney. Or shop new boats online at buzzesmarine.com slash trade. That's buzzesmarine.com slash trade. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Welcome back to Power 99 and the Hogemeyer Hybrid pregame show. Joined by the head football coach, Brandon Cool, and uh, they are back home to take on Lincoln Southwest in a key district game here this evening as they try to bounce back from a Millard West loss, but played very well, especially in the first half of that football game. Coach Brandon Cool with us. And, coaches, you went back and looked at the film again. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you told the team and what you saw against Millard West. Well, as you analyze, uh, you know, playing a 
top echelon football team and in Miller West, you, you have to have everything on all cylinders for four quarters. And I thought we got up to a hot start. I thought defensively we were able to create a big turnover in there, and we scored on that. And then to come back and move the ball a little bit at a consistent rate where we were third and short a lot of the times in the, in the, in the first half. Uh, second half was kind of a tale of two halves where uh, we were third and long most of the time offensively. So uh, um, otherwise, I like how those guys competed. I thought we played extremely hard. It was good against the, good for us to get into that uh, playoff-type atmosphere. And as long as we continue to play hard, take care of the football, we got to improve our special teams. We stubbed our toe on a PAT. We stubbed our toe on a block punt, which hasn't happened here in a long time. Uh, so it's just a little things right now this time of year that you're going to have to uh, improve on to uh, win the district championship. Usually when you're on the side that you block a kick, you saw something on film. Were you guys showing something on film, or was there just kind of a missed assignment, assignment on that? No, it was just a lack of uh, the toughness that you have on blocking it. We were, uh, we were trying to release way too fast, and uh, so we went back, and we got to stay on our blocks a little bit longer. And, and then our shield guys back behind them, we had to do a better job to be a little bit more physical. So, uh, no, they, they, they schemed something up that uh, wasn't anything that we haven't seen all year long. We just have to be a little bit tougher on the, on the, uh, on the blocking part. Just kind of continue to emphasize maybe what you saw differently in the first half and the second half of that football game. Well, first things first, yeah. Millard West kept the ball away from us. Um, we had the ball to start the second half, got a couple first downs, and then we had to punt. We punted and caught down to the 14-yard line. Then Millard West basically kept the ball away from us the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, They went, what, 14, 15, 16 plays and went 86 yards to score a touchdown to go ahead of us 14 to 13. And then we just never generated any type of offense to help our defense out. Uh, we played uh, um, you know, third and long most of the time. Uh, we played on their side of the football field. And so um, anytime you do that, um, it's going to be a long night for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, our defense played extremely hard. They were just able to uh, – get key first downs when they needed them. And uh, we just couldn't get off the field fast enough to kind of get our offense in rhythm. And so um, Miller West has dictated the tempo, kept the ball from us, and uh, obviously won the football game. Coach Frost down in Lincoln had to be quick after the Ohio State game to say, hey, yeah, Adrian Martinez struggled, but this obviously wasn't all on my quarterback. Uh, Colin Murray had a rough game against Grand Island, but it played very solid and had a good first quarter on Friday night, but then couldn't find receivers, and there was a variety of reasons. What did you see? Well, I think as you uh, dial things up, um, anytime you give your opponents a little bit of a ball fake or we try to fake the toss to our eye back and, and uh, try to get them to kind of play against some of our play action, we had some receivers that were wide open. We just didn't have them have enough time or a uh, good enough ball to get it, get it completed. Um, we had everything dialed up that we felt like we wanted to do from a, a scheme perspective to attack them. And, uh, you know, when you get a little bit of pressure, sometimes you have to throw the ball a little bit earlier. Um, when you see a guy wide open, sometimes you kind of lay it out there a little bit too far. Uh, so we'd like to get, get about two, three, four of those plays back, especially in the second half to kind of get us some first downs or get us some points. So, uh, Colin does a great job of commanding our offense. He's going to continue to do that. And uh, what we got to do is continue to put him in a spot where he can be successful. We're talking with Brandon Cool, Carney High football coach, getting ready to take on Lincoln Southwest. Owen Lytle had a really good game for you. And then, unfortunately, I'm still scratching my head why they weren't kneeling the ball, but Lytle gets uh, injured at the very end of the football game. Uh, talk about uh, his situation and what you do without him. Yeah, uh, Owen's done a great job for us, especially with Sestro coming out. Uh, he's done a good job for us playing both sides of the ball, and, and uh, we got to get healed up and healed up in a hurry. Um, 
you know, who, who knows? Once we start rehabbing, we'll probably spend a little bit more time being a little bit more aggressive on the rehab. As you, you usually put those kids in a little bit of a boot here for the first week, and then he'll start rehabbing like crazy here next week, and, and we'll kind of dictate the health-wise where he's going to be at. And then, uh, obviously, we throw in uh, at the receiver spot, we'll throw in uh, Jack Johnson. He'll play a little bit of some wide receiver for us. And, and then we'll, we'll throw over on the defensive side of the ball, we'll put, throw in Preston Pearson, who's kind of our backup strong safety. So uh, those guys will do a ter- terrific job, but uh, losing Owen, that's a, that's a key po- cog for us. Lincoln Southwest, uh, kind of a feaster family. They've had three teams that uh, have a combined uh, couple of wins, and they put points up on those teams. But when they play somebody that's uh, a little bit maybe in the upper half of A, they have struggled offensively. Uh, what can you tell us about their football team? It looks like they've got a variety of guys that can run it and a, and a decent quarterback. Yeah, they have multiple players that uh, rotate in and out from the uh, running back position and the receiver perspective. Uh, they always start everything through their quarterback. He does a great job of running uh, running their offense, uh, even if they're passing it. He's not afraid to tuck that ball and uh, kind of scramble on his own. So you have to contain the quarterback uh, in order for us to be successful. Um, they're up front. They have, I think <clears throat> going into the season, I think they had four out of five offensive linemen back. And uh, so, again, they have some game experience with the guys in the trenches, so you're going to have to control the line of scrimmage a little bit and, and see if you can't get pressure on the quarterback. They have a receiver that's a concern. They have a couple of receivers that are concerns, but uh, one of them has a little bit of height. He's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, out there and can run a little bit. So we got to know where he's going to line up at in order to uh, get a couple guys to eyeball him. Uh, but the key part is, is um, as you watch those films, we're going to have to make them drive the entire field. If they get the short field or get any type of momentum, uh, they're really, really tough to handle. So uh, uh, we'll have our hands full uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And it's a question we media folks always ask and coaches try to downplay, but this will be some bad weather in this football game uh, tonight that may uh, make you uh, need to focus a little bit more. What is always the message to your guys? Well, as you analyze it, both teams got to play in it. Um, make sure you uh, have a little bit of an edge from a mental perspective. Prepare yourself that uh, the elements uh, make the game a little bit more of an equalizer. So you're going to have to take an extra step. You're going to have to do a great job of wrapping up if you have to do an open field tackle. If you're throwing the ball or running with the ball or catching the ball, you're going to have to uh, definitely great focus on uh, keeping that ball security because turnovers are going to be a huge aspect of things. And then you're going to have to get things done in the trenches. If you can establish the run and control the ball a little bit and uh, get some first downs, there's an opportunity for you to get some points up on the board. So uh, I think coming in, I think uh, both teams uh, haven't played in this type of weather here so far this year. So it's going to be interesting on uh, how the Mother Nature is going to dictate this football game. All right, Coach, we'll let you get back to work here. Appreciate the time and uh, best of luck tonight. All right, thanks for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Cardi Bearcats, and we'll be back to Foster Field with the starting lineups for tonight's game with Lincoln Southwest after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B, and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. High school football, Carney High and Lincoln Southwest tonight on Power 99 as the Carney High band has taken the field here and is performing before the football team rolls on out. Let's take a look at our entry situation brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Talking with uh, Coach Jetson over there at uh, Lincoln Southwest, he just basically told me, yeah, we had, or Sherman, excuse me, I said Jetson, Andrew Sherman, uh, he just said, yeah, we had a couple of kids that were hurt early in the season, but uh, they're out they had a young linebacker that uh, tore an ACL but didn't go into a whole lot of details about his football team. Uh, nothing that is uh, brand new is basically what we're saying on the two deep. For Carney High, they are going to miss Owen Lytle here tonight. He got hurt, as you uh, heard us uh, talking about there with the Coach Cool. Uh, he will be out of the ball game with an ankle injury. And again, it's one of those things where you probably won't have to rush him back if things go the way Carney wants after this week with their final two games, but should be back for the playoffs. Seth Stroh should be suited up tonight. He does not have him setting in the uh, starting lineup tonight on either offense or defense, but I think, uh, Monty, you're going to see plenty of Seth in this game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I was watching a little bit during warm-ups, and Seth was running a few patterns and whatnot. Didn't have a, have a knee brace, didn't have, have like he was too encumbered too much, but, uh, yeah, you want to want to ease him back into things because there's some some probably some uh, key games coming in late in the season uh, that, that that he'll be a big factor. The uh, injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. It is 39 degrees right now. Feels like 31 with a west-northwest wind at 14 miles an hour here at Foster Field, but it's supposed to go down. The weather, I mean, like we said, if the sun was, uh, it was as warm as it looked like it was today, we'd be in better shape, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out this evening on the coolest night so far. Last week we had some of that precipitation, but it wasn't quite as cold as it will be here tonight. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll be back with the starting lineups right after this. Great Western Bank and Kearney is making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal and business checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and more. It's never too early or too late to start saving. Find out which account is right for you. Come into our Kearney branch at 2120 First Avenue today or online at greatwesternbank.com. Great Western Bank, making life great. Member FDIC. If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. 
rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. That the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. For Lincoln Southwest, the Silverhawks at center, number 72, 6'2", 240-pound senior, Cody Jurgens. At the guards on the right side, number 55, 6'1", 290-pound senior, Drake Sherman. And the left guard, number 64, 6'1", 230-pound junior, Blake Bauer. At the tackles, on the left side, number 56, 6'3", 210-pound senior, Jacob Duggar. And number 58, a 6'5", 240-pound senior, Dane Gebbers. Taking a look at what they like to do, uh, they spread you out with all kinds of different uh, backs and uh, XY and ace and half backs and things like that. They actually gave us an extra starter, so we'll let you know who's going to be in there. The H-back is number 87, Nolan Melia, 6'4", 205-pound junior. Your Z receiver is number 86, 5'11", 170-pound senior, Tristan Malarnik. The ace-back is number 15, 5'11", 170-pound junior, Grant Miller. At the X is number three, six four hundred ninety-five pound senior Grant McKenzie. The fullback number forty-five, six foot hundred ninety-five pound senior is Hudson Hall. The I-back number one, five eight hundred seventy pound senior Jaden Wheeler, and the quarterback number two, five ten hundred seventy pound senior Lakin Harnley. Now Tello Arcigia is actually the leading rusher on this football team. And he is the young man uh, that is uh, going to be rotating into the ballgame. So Arciaga is uh, looking to uh, lead this team as far as the backs. But the quarterback is your leading rusher in Lake and Harnley. None of them have staggering numbers through the first six games of the year. The head coach, Andrew Sherman, Lincoln Southwest, 4-2 and two on the season with wins over Lincoln North Star. Their best win is a win over Lincoln East, 13 to nothing. Then North Platte and Omaha Benson. Their losses are to Lincoln Southwest and then to Elkhorn, who uh, fell to 3-4 and four last night with a loss to Gretna. For the Kearney High Bearcats, the center is number 59, 6'1", 272-pound senior Josh Warner. At the guards, number 53, 5'11", 262 pounds. On the left side, Carter Krause. And on the right side, number 66, 6'184", pound senior Tanner Ostermeyer. At the tackles, on the right side, number 55, 6'2", 227-pound uh, junior is Gabe Van Winkle. And the left tackle is 6'3", 210-pound senior Kevin Osmank. Osmanski. The Y receiver is Jackson Worley, your tight end, 6'3", 236-pound senior. He wears number 89. At the wideouts, number 10, 5'9", 158-pound sophomore Caden Miller. And number 15, 5'10", 165-pound senior Will Richter. The halfback, number 1, 5'10", 176-pound senior Tristan Southwell. Your I-back, number 3, 6'190", pound senior Miko Maisner. And the quarterback of the Bearcats, number 16, 6'171", pound senior Colin Murray. You'll also see Bray Aiden Rich, Jackson Miller, and Jack Johnson rotating in on the offense. Maybe even a little bit of Alex Kemp. Four and two, ranked ninth. Their losses are to two top ten teams that are playing each other tonight: Millard West and Grand Island. Brandon Cool, the head coach. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. Doug Duda, Monty Kratzenstein, Monty. After listening to the coaches and doing a little scouting, what are our keys to victory tonight for these two teams? To me is, uh, first of all, first of all, for Carney, you have to establish Miko Maisner. You know, he's the big play guy. He's a guy that's going to 
they're going to ride his shoulders for the rest of the season. That They don't need to establish that run game. The second thing is they want to have chunk plays, and a lot of that will come off of play action and specials. And the third thing is get off the field on third down. There's going to be a situation where Lincoln Southwest is going to want to try to control the ball because that's one of the keys for Lincoln Southwest is to control the ball. Four yards a crack is their friend to keep the ball away from Miko and that offense. Uh, Lincoln Southwest also wants to get Carney behind the chains. Carney's a lot better when they're second down in four, three, two, one, as opposed to long distance uh, situations. So, uh, should be a good ball game. I'm excited to see what happens. It's been a long time since Lincoln came into this Foster Field and had had a lot of success. And you know, there's a big home home field advantage here at Foster Field for the Bearcats. Well, Carney High won the toss. They're deferring, and so they'll kick it off to Lincoln Southwest. Back deep is Grant McKenzie and Tilo. Arciaga for the return, ready to kick it away here for the Bearcats, is going to be James Dakin. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on KKPR-FM. Carney Hastings Grand Island, and the boot into the wind by Dakin is a high kick that goes to about the six-yard line. will be taken there by McKenzie up the right side to the 10, to the 15. He'll get across the 20 and brought down at the 22. Nothing special on that. Tried to bring it up on the right numbers, and it'll be first down and 10 for the Silverhawks. Nice, nice job by Dakin getting that ball high into that wind so the coverage team can get down. Do a nice job. Southwest is going to have first down here just at the 22-yard line. So let's see if the Bearcats' defense can do what they do. I think one thing that we probably alluded to, kind of set it between the lines, when Southwest has played a good football team, their offense has struggled. And uh, Carney's defense has been very, very good all year long. And I think that's what this game is going to come down to here this evening if everything else is looked at uh, straight up and even. You know, I think that uh, last last week, Carney, I saw a really big, strong, physical Millard West team. It's going to be a little bit different against Lincoln Southwest as Lincoln Southwest is trying to be spread them out, be multiple, run that quarterback run game just like Millard West did last week. So first down and 10 here for Lincoln Southwest. They are going to go out of the pistol with Arceaga in the backfield. They'll run option to the Kearney sideline. Quarterback's going to keep it here on Lincoln Hartley. He's going to get up to the 26-yard line and maybe the 27, so a nice four-yard gain on the opening play of the game. Just a sprint option to the left-hand side there, and you saw the quarterback run game. You know, I think their best player is their quarterback. He's going to have the ball in his hands uh, a lot tonight. So Harnley read it well, kept the football, picks up four, second down and six for Lincoln Southwest. Twins to the right side, single receiver to the left. They'll hand it off here to Arciaga, and he gets hit right at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. Going to be a loss of a yard on the play, and it'll be third down and seven. Excellent play by Gabe Van Winkle here, playing defensive line 6'2", 227-pound lineman who uh, kind of swam his offensive blocker there and made a nice play. So now we have a third long situation from Southwest, something they really wanted to try to avoid. This is a football team that has ran for 938 yards and thrown for nearly 600 and now the Cardi Bearcat fans tried to make a little noise on this cold night. Trips to the right side. Harnley keeps it out of the shotgun. He's going to roll to the right. Throws it out here into the flat, and it is just behind his intended receiver, which was Grant Miller, and falls incomplete. He actually had him open, just threw it behind him, and threw it out here on the opening drive for Southwest. Yeah, roll out, sprint out pass there. Pretty nice throw there by the quarterback off the off the receiver's hands, and and uh, now we're going to see a little bit of uh, you know three and out is really the way you want to stop uh, Lincoln Southwest to change that field position, which Carney looks like they're going to do. So in to punt the football away is going to be Grant Sorensen. Excuse me, I had the wrong one. Uh, Holmes is out there to boot it away. But before we get going, uh, we've got a penalty flag. 
just underway here at Foster Field. Getting ready for Lincoln Southwest to pump the football, but let's see what the penalty is, Monty. Came from the line judge over there, so it must be some sort of alignment situation. And it's going to be a false start on the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks. So the first penalty of the game. And they're going to lose yardage, Monty, on their opening possession because that will push them back to fourth down and 12. Uh, punter has some interesting socks. Uh, he kind of went decided to go the pink route today. Huh? <laughs> Here's the snap. He'll roll to his right and boot it away. It's a very high, high, towering kick. Fair catch called for and taken by Will Richter at the 45-yard line. That is going to be a 34-yard punt, but no return, and it'll be first out and 10 for the Bearcats. One of the reasons why you defer and, and, and choose defense first is hoping that your defense can get a three and out or, or and so forth. So uh, that's exactly worked out very well for Coach Brandon Cool. And so now we're going to have the, the Carney High offense starting out a really nice field position their own 45-yard line. Well, it's Miko Mazner time. He leads the Bearcats offensively so far this year, over 600 yards on the ground, held to 79, but he was really the only offense they had to uh, begin the second half. You see Sestro out there spread out to the left. So he will start on the first offensive play of the ball game. Peter Glantz, the end of the left, and they'll hand it off to Mazner around the left side, bounces off Sherman, bounces off a second man, but doesn't get a whole lot, maybe stretches forward for a gain of a half a yard. If that, it'll be second down and 10. Outside zone there, and you saw a little bit of uh, Miko's speed there. A couple nice cuts, but uh, Southwest did a nice job setting that edge there. So you're going to have a second down really in 10, no gain on the play. So Murray runs over to the sideline and gets the play. Ten minutes to go here in the first quarter of play. We're scoreless. Stroh spreads out wide to the right side, and Chase Holm over here all by himself, one-on-one man coverage, and they send Mazner in motion, give it to him on the inside handoff, looks for a block from Stroh, gets to the 48-yard line, it'll be shoved out of bounds right there, so short gain for Mazner, good containment. This is what Lincoln Southwest Coach Sherman said they had to do, and that's what every coach says when you play Carney. Take care of Mazner, and you're going to have a pretty good chance to win the football game. Yep, setting that edge is imperative uh, when you're playing against Carney High, and, and, and Carney High wants to establish that outside zone run game as well. So now we have Carney High and something they don't really necessarily want, and that's a third down seven, uh, third and long situation early early in the game. Three wide out situation. Murray looking to complete his first pass since the first quarter last week. Takes a three-step drop out here in the flat, and he's going to overshoot his intended receiver and Will Richter. And so Carney will also go three and out. It'll be fourth down. And they'll be punting with the wind here a little bit that is swirled around. First, it looked like it was into them when they kicked it off. Now the flag looks like it's pointing a little more uh, to the south. But uh, you're hoping for Murray and for Carney's sake that he can get some success early. He was 4 for 4 in the first quarter at Millard West and then 0 of 11 after that. And that just showed a lot of what uh, the problems were. And we talked about that in the pregame with uh, Coach Cool. And Stroh is going to be the punter as well. He'll put his left foot into it, and it'll be taken at the 19-yard line. Southwest trying to get out to the numbers and just going backwards, nowhere to go. That's going to be a 33-yard putt from Stroh, and Lincoln Southwest will start from inside their own 20-yard line. Excellent cu- excellent coverage there by the Bearcats. Uh, fanned out pretty well, and, and a pretty high punt by Stroh there. Uh, you know, Stroh, for not being in your starting lineup, he's been in, in, in the game and also your starting punter, so... Uh, uh, he looks like he's ready to go. I tell Coach Cool that all the time. Don't just send me the same piece of paper. <laughs> change it up when you got to change. But, it, uh, it makes it easier if you just send the same one. Absolutely. So, Arciaga back in the backfield. 
Three wides is pretty what we saw the first series, but this time Arciaga will sit behind his quarterback, and they'll send him to him right up the middle, and he runs into a wall of blue. Didn't make it back to the line of scrimmage again. It's going to be a loss of two. The interior defensive line really blowing up the center and two guards. Really nice job by the interior part of that defensive line, standing up the offensive players. You know, Omaha and uh, Lincoln Southwest had some pretty decent offensive linemen returning, uh, but, uh, boy, they stuffed that one right on the spot. Gabe Van Winkle, Josh Warner getting in the backfield. It'll be second down and 12. Now twins to the right, slot right side. Quarterback draw following his H-back over the right side is Harnley. He's going to get across the 25 and pick up some positive yardage here. So Harnley going to get about seven on the play, maybe eight. And it'll be third down and three. Yeah, didn't take any out of the shotgun, didn't take any steps back, just caught the ball, kind of direct snapped uh, directly down the middle, and they'd spread out everybody with their, their three and four wide outs. So now you have a third down three, manageable situation for S- Silverhawks. And Southwest goes fairly quickly. They'll fake the inside handoff, rolling right, Harnley looking, a little underhanded pass out here for a first down as he hits his halfback, Nolan Milius. He almost uh, sidearmed that one out there for the first down. You know, for the second time in a row on third down, they ran a little roll out to the right there. He had his guy open in the flat. Just a little bit of a, like you said, underhand sidearm toss there that uh, got them a first down and moved the chains. So Southwest now with the first first down of the ball game, and they're back to their base offense. Handed off here to Asiago, and he will spin after he gets hit at the line of scrimmage and come forward from the 32 to about the 34-yard line. Again, a two. It'll be second down and eight. It's amazing sometimes in high school football how, you know, always used to talk about the fullback. Now because in colleges there's very rarely a fullback. How many fullbacks do you see in high school football? You know, Southwest is running that uh, inside zone. Used to be an ISO. Now it's just inside zone with one back. So it is second down and eight. That halfback, they've been running behind him. He's lined up to the left side. Instead, they'll throw it out of the backfield, and they have Milius again for a short gain across the 35 out to about the 37-yard line. Maybe about three on the play. But when you're going to run those kind of plays, Monty, you need them to be successful. If you're only going to try and get three, four, five on the short passes, need to put them on the money and uh, kind of keep your offense in a manageable situation. It's going to be third down and about four and a half here for Lincoln Southwest. Scoreless. Seven and a half to go first quarter. And we're going to get a penalty flag as they come up to the line of scrimmage. And lining up in the neutral zone will be Lincoln Southwest. So they had third and four. Instead, now it's going to be third and nine. So frustrating as a coach when you have a manageable situation and all of a sudden I have a, have a guy line up off sides. And now all of a sudden you go from being very manageable to to a third down and long situation. And, and uh, we'll see if they, they run rollout again. That's been their go-to so far in their third two, third down plays up to this point. So Grant McKenzie comes over here looking for the play. Quarterback Lakin Harnley is two for three for 10 yards, and he's got two rushes for 13 yards. Third down and nine now, ball at their own 33-yard line. Receivers in a little tighter on the left side. They'll fake the handoff and roll to the left. Pressure coming, and Harley is going to be thrown down but got rid of it out here to Milius, but only to the 35-yard line. Coming on the hard blitz that time for the Carney High Bearcats was Gabe Gilsdorf. They'll get a little bit out of it, but not much. He had to backtrack so far. It's only about a two-yard pass, and that'll bring up fourth down and seven. Something that Carney High historically does so well is they just do their job, and, and you saw... You saw some good pressure there, but everybody was where they were supposed to be. They completed the pass, but it was in front of the sticks, and now Carney High is going to get the ball back because of good, solid defense. So once again, Will Richter will stand back to receive the football. 
Here comes a little rush up the middle. Low line drive kick. Wichter will step up and take it, and then he's going to get hit and thrown backwards. He's trying to break free. They haven't blown the whistle dead yet. Coming through on the dead run was Chase Holm, and he hit him so hard that he just kind of backed him up but didn't tackle him. Still no gain on the play. And it'll be first down in, or on the return. It'll be first down and 10 here for the Bearcats at the 36. Pretty gutsy play there by Will Richter. You know, had a guy kind of right in his face when he caught it and was trying to make make him miss and make something happen. But uh, sure-handed, did a nice job fielding that ball. About a 38-yard punt, we'll say, and call it first down and 10 here for the Bearcats. Split out wide to the left is Braden Rich. They've got twins there. Out of the pistol, Colin Murray with Maisner on his right hip. He'll give it to Miko straight up the middle. Has a hole. 40, 45, cuts outside. Look out. Up the seam, 50. If he's the fastest kid in the state, he'll score. Angle coming at the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Miko Maisner. 64 yards on the first play of the second drive of the evening. Miko Maisner breaks through. And there you saw Miko at his best. Inside zone play made, stuck his left foot in the ground. Busted to the outside, and as you mentioned, you know, when you're the fastest kid in the state, you should not get caught, and he certainly did not. Well blocked there up front to give him a chance to uh, make that initial cut on the inside. Southwest backside safety was coming, uh, trying to gain ground, which he was on the angle, but Miko just so quick. Great job up on the front side there by uh, Ostermeyer and Van Winkle. And now not enough guys on the field here to kick this extra point. And the official says we need to reset the play clock anyway, so Carney's going to catch a break out of that. <laughs> the holder here is Preston Pearson. As Dakin approaches the ball, puts it up, and puts it through. So a 64-yard touchdown run down the right side for a five-points bank touchdown with the extra point, 6-10 to go in the first quarter. Carney 7 and Lincoln Southwest nothing on Power 99. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And Diggin will pound this one a little deeper into the wind, but it's taken at the 1 and is returnable here for Arciaga. Up the right numbers to the 15, the 20. It's a little bit more this time out to the 25-yard line, and that's where he'll be brought down. First down and 10 here for Lincoln Southwest. You know, Lincoln Southwest started their three drives from their own 22, their own 18, and now their 25. So, again, field position in high school football well, and college football, too, is so important. And uh, they've, uh, they've, they've been forced to go a long ways, and a lot of that comes from the initial three and out from Carney's defense uh, on the first, first drive of the game. So, first down and 10 here for Lincoln Southwest, finding themselves on the backside of a 7-0 first quarter deficit. Half back on the left side. They want to throw Harnley out here in the flat. Maisner tried to jump it and knocks it away. 
Boy, uh, Grant McKenzie did a good job just to try to box him out because I thought Maisner was going to get to the ball first. About a half a step from being a pick six there. Maisner was sitting in at the corner there and took three backpedal steps and then kind of jumped that little short hitch, and, and the ball was thrown to the inside shoulder instead of the outside, and a uh, good job by the offensive player to play defense. About a quarter second too late holding on to the ball that time for Harnley. He's now 3 of 5 for a total of 12 yards passing, second and 10. Takes the snap again. Arciaga off the left guard. He'll get a couple and then stood up and driven down at the 29. Maybe give him the 30-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about three, third down and seven. Whole counter Trey there used the H-back as a puller and also the backside guard. And Alex Camp was playing defensive end there and kind of got surprised by that H-back a little bit. Got welcome to... Uh, to uh, Lincoln Southwest football right there, but uh, popped up. He'll learn from that one. Well, Milius, is, uh, they've been running behind him, as I said, trying to use him as a blocking back, but now they do go three wide and still have him as an H-back. On third down, roll the short side, Harnley, underneath, and it's over the head of his intended receiver, McKenzie, and another three and out here, and Lincoln Southwest will have to punt with 5.21 to go in the first quarter, 7 to nothing, Carney High. You know, we talked about Coach Sherman mentioning that they, they haven't had big plays, and you can just see that, where they their their big play potential is minimal. And so, you know, as the linebackers and the safeties and the corners get more and more aggressive because they know those guys can't run straight by them, and uh, it gets to be kind of tough sledding in there. They're going to have to hit something big to take the pressure off. Jacob Hole back to put it away. 34-38 to 38 yarder. Richter to return. Here comes some pressure from the left side. And that is a short punt that Richter will take on the run. He fumbled the football. Lincoln Southwest has it at midfield. Well, there, there, there's your big play there. Uh, we talked about sure had this Will Richter. The last punt in that time, he had a little bit of room. Just kind of lifted up his head right when it got to him. Went off his chest. And Lincoln Southwest with their biggest play of the game so far. Uh, maybe changed his field around just a little bit. Nick Kauf comes in there and recovers the punt. Richter was running up to try to recover a short kick, and it just uh, went off of his belly and went forward. That punt that time wasn't uh, all that far either, about a 30-yard punt, but then the fumble in our first turnover. Right at midfield for Lincoln Southwest. Down by a score of 7 to nothing, And out of that... Pistol formation again is Harnley. He's got Arciaga to block for him. It's a straight quarterback keep around the right side, and he doesn't get much. Got into Carney territory, maybe a yard and a half. We'll call it second down at eight. Just a straight quarterback keep. Uh, following his lead blockers, and uh, Carney does a nice job of setting that edge and flowing, everybody doing their job, and uh, very minimal game on first down. So that'll bring up second down and ten. It's up to the defense. They've been up to the task pretty much all year long. In fact, we were talking about it last week, Monty. That 86-yard drive that Lincoln Millard West put on him was about the only time you'd seen anybody really drive the field. Even Grand Island had big plays on opening night. Harnley, quick little hitch out here, and it's over the head of his intended receiver, Grant McKenzie. Again, uh, just really quick throws out here, and it's third down and eight. Speaking of those two teams, uh, about about 45 minutes to the east of us, there's a big one going Millard West. Biston, Grand Down High School will be a very interesting game of two uh, teams that are really different in the way they like to play football. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. We'll keep you up to date on our Platte River Preps scoreboard throughout the evening, so uh, give us some updates. We'll let you know what's going on. Grand Island, by the way, has scored first there, too. 7 nothing. Harnley back to pass, has some pressure, and now it breaks down, and he's got room to run. 45-40, and he's shoved out of bounds inside the 35-yard line. 
Coming over to make the tackle is Jack Johnson. And if Johnson doesn't get him on the shove, that is a chance to go inside the red zone. But it's going to be a gain of 17 on the play to the 31. Excellent job by the quarterback. Recognizes that uh, they send a lot of guys deep and nobody, nobody was in the intermediate area and did a nice job of scrambling. Quarterback run game. Kearney Catholic has scored first on Kozad, up 7 to nothing. Inside handoff again and just picked up and driven down as Arciago. Big tackle again by the Bearcats. And uh, getting the job done that time is Alex Hunt on the defensive tackle. There you see, you know, Carney basically puts eight guys in the box and brought their two backers. So, you know, really lack of respect for the ability of Lincoln Southwest to throw the ball over the top of them there. Uh, eight men in the box. They're a tough team to run against. They're averaging about 100 yards a game through the air, maybe about 90 yards uh, through the air. And then when you had a couple blowout wins like they've had the last two weeks, they haven't had to throw the ball a whole lot. Second down at 11 at the Kearney 32-yard line. Bearcats up 7-0. Three wideouts in the halfback. Fake it to Arciaga. Pop pass goes off the shoulder pad of a Bearcat defender and falls harmlessly in the ground about 20 yards down the field. The closest Bearcat to that was Preston Pearson, and it'll be third down. Pearson starting for the injured uh Lytle kid there at safety uh, did a nice job of covering there. The little RPO pass there where it looked like the tight end was was maybe thinking it was going to be a run. He wasn't even really looking for the ball, but they were trying to uh, read that linebacker, read the safety, and, and tried to get a little pop pass there. And again, Harley threw it so quick. He wasn't pressured that time. He'll roll to his left here on third down, looking, looking. Has to throw the football back here into the field of play, and it's knocked away. Again, about a three-yard pass, and again, it was Preston Pearson in there to get a hand on it. Again, their rollout game, they, they obviously feel like they are going to struggle protecting, and that's part of their scheme is drop-back pass. So they're rolled out almost on every single pass uh, on third down, and, and uh, really nobody was open there. Quarterback uh, tried to thread the needle and uh, well covered by the Carney defenders. He was trying to get it to his tight end, Dakota Harders, and as you said, if it would have been caught, he was on the ground already. It would have been a two-yard gain. They're in that no-man's land, so they're going to go for it, I believe. Fourth and 11 at the Kearney 32-yard line. Three and a half to go first quarter. Kearney's up 7 to nothing. Harnley out of the shotgun. They're not going to get the play away before we get a delay a game. It looked like Coach was running down here, maybe trying to get the timeout. But they did not get it called, and it's going to be fourth and 16, and now this might change your strategy a little bit. You know, they took about uh, five five to eight extra seconds there to make that decision on fourth down, no, not really knowing exactly what they are going to do, and it cost them at the end. That back judge started to count. Coach Sherman tried to run down and uh, get a timeout, but it uh, uh, was too late. Well, and here at Foster Field, you've got the play clock in the end zone, so you know uh, what's out there, and they better hustle again. We're down to nine seconds on the play clock. We're down to six, and they're not set. Carney fakes the blitz. Hardly takes the snap, drops back three steps, going to throw it down the right sideline, into coverage and incomplete. No chance on that one, just uh, firing it down the field to Grant Buda and incomplete. And again, they're taking a shot there at Pearson. They know who's getting the start tonight in his first chance. And it'll be about a three and out. They had a 17-yard run that set up a first down, but after the fumbled punt, Carney's going to get it back. And not too much worse for the wear, Almani. They'll be at their own 38-yard line. No, after all that stuff that went on, they uh, they uh, buckled up and, and, and kept Lincoln Southwest from uh, completing any, any long passes, which was, again, we've talked about that uh, over and over again. That's something Lincoln Southwest wants to do. 
uh, Carney kept him from doing it. Maisner, a 64-yard run on the last offensive play for Carney for a touchdown. He now stands to the left side of Colin Murray. They'll pitch it to him that way. It's the short side of the field. He gets to the corner, across the 40, and as he gets to the 44-yard line, he's gang-tackled by Southwest. But a nice gain on the play of about seven yards will bring up second down and short three yards. You can get seven yards on a toss-sweep play. Nice job by the left side of that offensive line. Uh, but Carney, when you can get seven yards on first down, that opens up the playbook. Second down and three here. Uh, see what uh, Brandon Cool wants to kind of chunk up and, and, and get some first downs, move the chains, or if maybe he might take a shot here. Well, they're coming over, hopefully, from the Health and Sports Center where the UNK volleyball team has swept Missouri Western 25-13, and 17. They're now 16-0, and that sets up the battle with fifth-ranked Washburn on Tuesday night. Second down and three. They'll fake the pitch. Fade down the left sideline to Stroh, and Stroh was not in bounds. He caught the ball at the 40-yard line of Lincoln Southwest, but was out of bounds, and good coverage over there by Grant Miller. There's your play action. Fake the toss there, and Stroh has one-on-one, but Stroh really didn't give himself enough room to catch the fade. It was a pretty well-thrown ball, but Stroh was too close to the sideline over his outside shoulder and just drifted out of bounds. Now you have a third down and three play for Carney to keep this uh, keep the chains moving. They're at their own 44-yard line. Stroh to the left. Twins to the right, including Richter. Looks like Southwest is sneaking up on the line here a little bit. And they'll hand it off to Mazner. They anticipated the run, and they came through basically untouched to make the tackle that time. Is going to be Grant McKenzie, and Mazner brought down about a half yard behind the line of scrimmage. It'll be fourth down and three. You know, you mentioned it, but pre-snap, Lincoln Southwest really was crowding up the line. It looks like on a, on a third down, a short third down and three situation, that they're going to have to try to do something to uh, eliminate that eight-man box because there was no secrets there. They were coming up and saying, you're going to run it. We're going to bring eight guys in there. Well, Jackson Worley here looks like he's headed to the locker room. He's got a coach and a trainer headed with him to the locker room as the punt is away. It's not a very good one. It's a low-line driver. Bounces at about the 25-yard line and is going to roll in to a near the 21-yard line. That is going to be a 35-yard punt, but no return. Yeah, Jackson doesn't look like he's limping real, real a lot. Maybe he's going to get something retaped or, or, or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, going off the field with the trainer and uh, going to go to the training room and see if they can uh, fix him. Carney High, 7, Lincoln Southwest, nothing. A minute 49 to go here in the first quarter of this A3 district battle where the winner most likely will claim the title, even though there's two more weeks to go in the regular season. You said Carney has North Platte and Lincoln High remaining, and those two teams going into tonight have one win between them. Mm. So back in his pistol formation is Lincoln Harnley. And again, a run off the right side for not a whole lot. Harnley trying to follow his uh, halfback, Arciaga, and also out there is uh, Milius, and he's going to get about a yard on the play, third down and nine, or second down and nine. Carney's playing on that that play anyway against that formation playing two high safety so the numbers say that you are going to run the ball but boy they aren't getting any movement up there in front against that Carney defensive line. Twins right halfback set on the left side this time and they'll fake the handoff rolling right Harley again throws it underneath but this time it is complete right at the first down marker and get it out to the 32 yard line that'll move the chains a gain of nine as he throws it to his ace back Miller. Yeah, that was well thrown ball there um, but Harney, he, he did a nice job of getting out there and throwing on the dead run, putting the ball in a nice spot, and uh, Lincoln Southwest with the first down. That'll be their third first down. That snaps a string of five straight incompletions for Harnley. 
As we get to a minute to go, they're ready to go. Same play right side, trying to jump the route. It's going to be missed, and the ball is caught at the 40-yard line. And when will they pump fake and go deep? Because Carney is starting to uh, cheat up a little bit. That's going to be a gain of nine yards on the play, second down and one. Again, a well-thrown ball to the outside there as opposed to the previous possession where Miko almost passed, uh, intercepted that ball to the outside there. Well-thrown, well-caught, second down and one. This time Pearson laying over at the safety position. They'll give it off to Arciago, and he's not going to get the first down. Boy, Carney is just getting in there on run plays immediately. With their three-down linemen. And then uh, flying through there and uh, making the tackle for the Bearcats is Alex Camp. It's going to be a loss of a half a yard. We'll still say it's third and about two now. A lot of credit to that front four of uh, Carney High. They're doing a real nice job in those inside and outside zones of Lincoln Southwest. Arciago here in the first quarter. Six carries, zero yards, third and a long one. They don't have to snap it if they don't want, but they will get this off. And before we get going, we've got a false start. Hardly was going to keep it just himself off right tackle, and that will allow them to maybe come over and talk again, but it's going to be third down at about six and a half to seven. That's the fourth penalty of the first quarter on Lincoln Southwest. Carney made it through without having a penalty. And I believe by rule you will get the untimed down now, which yeah, if I was Southwest, I'd have said, don't snap it. Let's come over here and see what we've got going on, but... Again, that can drive a coach crazy. You're third down one. You got to play called. You, you know, you could run run the clock down. And just just wait on it. But said you get the running back starts leaning, and all of a sudden now you're third down six and a half, and and uh, you're in a in a situation that you don't want to be in. So the ball is at the 36 yard line. They need to make it to just shy of the 43. So this will be the untimed down here to end the first quarter. Carney's up seven to nothing on the 64 yard run by Miko Maisner. Well, now they're sending Southwest over to the sideline. I'm not sure the officials are quite sure what to do. They haven't put the ball in the air like it was the end of the quarter, but maybe it will be. So that will be the end of the first quarter of play here because the penalty was on the offense and not the defense. I guess that might be the reason here in high school ball. We'll check that out. But after one, Carney 7, Lincoln Southwest nothing on Power 99. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigo's new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigo's ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigo's. Limited time only. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Southwest will take the snap on third and six. Want to drop back to pass. Looking left, looking left. Nothing there. Harnley rolls right. Still rolling right. Gets out across the 35 to the 40. And he's going to be shoved out of bounds. It looks like, Bonnie, just past the sticks. Enough for a first down. Again, what they're trying to do is they're trying to run that hitch and go. We talked about when's that going to happen. You mentioned that earlier, and and, and Carney jumped it. But uh, quarterback did a really nice job of uh, improvising, scrambling off to the right-hand side. You can tell he is their best best uh, player 
and uh, moved the chains and got a first down out of a third down long situation. Gain of 11 for Harley. Now he wants to roll to his left and throw the football. Still under pressure. Now he's going to be hit and drugged down. And once again, it's Gabe Gilsdorf. Here's a young man that's had himself a heck of a season. And that's one of those where Harley pump faked it and had to eat it because there was no way a juke and Gilsdorf. He was coming down the tracks in a hurry. And they'll officially mark the football at the 43-yard line. A loss of four on the play, second down and 14, first sack of the game. Gilsdorf is a perfect example of a kid who, you know, just went right through the system, played reserve ball, JV ball, and, and as a senior is having a really good year and was very aggressive. Good sure tackle right there, and that's a big play for the Kearney defense. Second and 14, out of the shotgun again. Twins to the right. They'll run option that side with Arciago. The pitch is there, but there's nowhere to go. He's wrapped up behind the 40-yard line. Another four- to five-yard loss. Coming in and making the tackle is going to be Pearson as he drops him back at the 39. Both safeties. That play took a long time. Both safeties, Pearson and also uh, Braden Rich from a deep safety position. Had enough time to fill the alley there and take the pitch man. It was a late pitch. Uh, there was nothing going on there. Uh, the Bearcats had every single thing defended on that option. So now you got a third and 18, and if you're uh, Lincoln Southwest, uh, they've got a quad set out here to the left. They're looking for something really big. Five wideouts, single to the right side. Harnley throws it down the line of scrimmage. It is complete out here to Arciago. Breaks one tackle, gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and they get about half of what they needed. It's going to be a gain of nine, but bring up. Fourth down and nine at the Lincoln Southwest 47-yard line. Shows you what those negative plays does for both for both teams. And, you know, we see that in college all the time, right? Nebraska happens to have that same sort of thing. When they have negative plays, it's so much more difficult to keep those chains moving. That was basically a glorified bubble play. It's yep. just they didn't have them stacked like you usually would. But he had three blockers out in front of him. And now Richter back to receive the punt. High snap, but he's able to pull it down. And a nice high kick. Richter has to call for the fair catch. And, boy, he bobbled it again at the 25. There was some Southwest players in there to run some interference. But that's only a 27-yard punt. He kicks it so darn high uh, that uh, that uh, it's trouble to come up and, uh, and do much with it. Yeah, nice job of uh, fielding that snap. As you mentioned, it was a high snap. Had to leave his feet. Carney is really in their safe defense where they didn't have much of a rush. They would have had a rush. They might have had a chance to block that. But, uh, once again, Carney gets the ball at 9.42 left in the second quarter on their own 24-yard line. Now, again, Carney's had just one play. Yep. They've got one first down. It was on that 64-yard touchdown run by Maisner. They're up 7 to nothing, but they've been uh, three and out the other two times. And this time they'll hand it to Maisner. There on he goes again. Right and he breaks another tackle. He's into the secondary. Midfield, 30, being chased by two Silverhawks. 10-5, Miko Maisner, 76 more. Sometimes it only takes one play. <laughs> when you've got a uh, state champion type of uh, sprinter, uh, it's amazing what that'll do for you. But inside zone play, well blocked by the center and the two guards right in there. Got to the second level, made a, just, a, just a nice little cut. If it was two-handed touch football, he, he wouldn't have been down either because there was a really nice hole in the inside. He outran everybody once he got to that second level. The first touchdown, he came off right tackle and then out to the numbers. Here he came right off right tackle and took it straight down the middle of the football field. It was the same play. It's just that he cut different on those two runs. You know, it's, and it's amazing, you know, Southwest is so con- making a, such a concerted effort to keep everything inside, everything inside. They're flowing to the outside on those outside zones, and Brandon Cool said, okay, that's fine. We'll hit you on the inside. Dakin will hit the extra point, and with 9.29 to go here in the second quarter, it's Carney 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing on a 
six-yard, 74-yard touchdown run by Miko Mazder. We're brought to you by Five Points Bank. The Better Bank in Kearney will kick it off next. Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields. And yields, they don't lie. With over a 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. Dakin will kick it away. It bounces at the 10. It'll be picked up at the 4-yard line, up to the 10, to the 15, and being upended right when he gets to the 20-yard line is Arciaga, and Lincoln Southwest will take over first down and 10. Will be the sixth possession for Lincoln Southwest. You know, they had some good field position on that fumble punt where they had it at midfield, but other than that, they've been right about the 18, the 20, the 25, the 21, and now, of course, we're back at the 20-yard line. So, you know, special teams in the kicking game, uh, keeping them from having a whole lot of uh, a short field so far. In the first quarter for Southwest, they had 30 yards passing. Hardly ran for 33, and Arciago had six carries for zero yards. They punted it three times and had four penalties for 20 yards. Now they have it first and 10, the same formation where they threw that bubble last time. Hardly, though, this time comes to the opposite side. Single receiver caught into the hands of McKenzie. He's hit immediately by Jackson Miller after a gain of five on the play. They're going to say out to the 25-yard line. Yeah, number three uh, looks like uh, Grant McKinsey. Pretty big kid, 6'4", 195. Had single coverage over there on the right side because they had four receivers over on the left and just a little out play. Uh, maybe they, I don't think you can hang your hat on that play after play, but a nice gain on first down of five yards. Same formation again with Arciago right on the line of scrimmage. They'll throw it to him down the left. He'll follow his blockers and have the first down across the 30 and out to the 32-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven more. Yep, and there you have similar formation, a little, little bubble, as you mentioned, out there. And pretty good job by blocking by the perimeter receivers out there to get a first down. First and uh, 10 from the 32-yard line. Eight completed passes for Harnley, none for more than nine yards. They'll move that bubble to the right side with a single receiver to the left. Quarterback draw by Harnley. He gets across the 35 and out to the 37-yard line. That's going to be a gain of five more. And this is what Coach Sherman wants his team to do. Because they can make these plays, they can go fast, and they ran the same formation, three different plays out of the formation, and they've picked up a first down and five more. You know, and that's that's all well and good, but the trouble is you can't you can't go the whole field doing these types of things. You sometimes have to have a chunk play at some point. Carney just wants to keep that ball in front of him, keep that from happening. 14 nothing, Carney. Hardly goes to the weak side again. McKenzie is there, one-on-one coverage, complete for a first down at the 42 and brings it out to about the 44-yard line. But we may have some laundry on the field. Ooh, an illegal man downfield on Southwest. 
Boy, that would have been hard to do. <laughs> it was a quick pass. It was my just, goodness. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough deal. And you heard Coach Sherman in the pregame mention that he says, you know, we just seem like that we have a penalty or we have a drop ball, or we have a fumble or a bad snap or something like that that just sets us back. You know, they had a second down and basically four or five, and then all of a sudden they have a uh, kind of a silly sort of a penalty there by an offensive lineman. Now you're second down and and, and ten. So they'll have to pick up the yardage again. Their fifth penalty. All of the five-yard variety. Doug Dudamani, Krasenstein with you here on Power 99, KKPR-FM. Kearney, Elm Creek, and Overton of the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Southwest trying to get set up here with 10 on the play clock. Lakin Harmley, the quarterback, long count. Quarterback draw starts up the middle, bounces to the right, and he's going to be brought down by Jack Johnson after a short gain from the 32 to the 34-yard line. That'll bring up third down and eight. Seems apparent as much as the spread formation, those quads to the right or the left, and the five receivers that Lincoln Southwest kind of knows that they cannot run the ball in a traditional sort of way, so they try to try to create openings with formation, and they haven't had a whole lot of success with that either. Once you get a penalty like they did before, it puts you behind the chains. Now it's third down and, and eight. They're looking again for a big play on third down. They've only tried to even go down the middle of the field once on that pop pass, and it hit a lineman. I would think maybe this would be the spot to do it again. Third and nine. Hardly rolls left. That's not where he's looking. Now comes back across the middle of the football field and incomplete. He was looking for McKenzie again, his favorite receiver, but threw it against the grain there, and it's incomplete. Fourth down and eight, and Southwest will have to punt for the fifth time, and we have not even played a quarter and a half. 14-0 Carney on two big Miko Maisner runs, 64 and 74 yards. So Richter. Stands at about his own 32-yard line, awaiting the punt. Ball on the southwest 34-yard line, averaging about 34 yards on the first four punts here for Hole. Here comes some pressure up the middle, but Jacob gets rid of it. There's some contact, and they will flag it. There will be roughing the punter here. It took the ref a little extra to go get that. The ball was fielded at the 34-yard line. That would have been a 32-yard punt. But it is going to be a first down here for Lincoln Southwest. Yeah, I first saw First penalty for Carney. Carney had a block on. They brought three guys straight up the middle and they got free a little bit. Just missed the missed the ball coming off his foot and ran into the punter. It wasn't a violent contact, but of course in high school football, it's a that's a roughing. There's a running into situation, and so uh, looks like they're going to uh, get a first down here out of the roughing the punter. 15-yard penalty will put it just shy of midfield at their 49-yard line. So the sixth first down here of the first half for Lincoln Southwest, the first penalty of the game for Kearney High. Let's go ahead and take a look at our Platte River Prep scoreboard for you. High school football from around the area. Second quarter, it's still 7-0. Grand Island over Millard West. In Class B, York and Northwest, 7-7 in the first. Seward leads Hastings, 14-7 in the second. McCook leads Holdridge, 7-0. Lexington all the way out in Lexington. Hasn't kicked off yet. Here comes a blitz right up the middle. Arciaga was able to get away from it. Now he's got a gap over the left side, 45, down to the 43-yard line. Gilsdorf came flying through there, but Arciaga was able to sidestep him and take a... Take the B gaps to the A gap there and uh, pick up some good yardage. A gain of eight. Gain of eight. Brings up second and two. So second down and two. It's the first time he's even gotten upfield in this football game. And they'll give it to him again. He's got a hole up the middle. Big gain, 35, 30, first down. 13 more 
on the play for Arciago, who before those two carries had carried it seven times for negative four. There you've got two carries for 21 yards. Are you seeing anything different there? Obviously, it's got to be something up front on a blocking scheme. Well, the, fir- the, the first one, the linebacker plugged and just missed his assignment, and then he got around it. That one was a pretty well-blocked play by that left guard. And Harley gives it to him again. A little more room up the middle. Ball's fumbled. Carney High picks it up at the 25-yard line and advances it out to the 28-yard line. And Miko Maisner's the one that picked the ball up. So Southwest has had a couple of breaks, and then they make a nice play, and they turn the football over for the first time. You know, there's a pretty well-run ball, a little outside zone, left-hand side. Got in the secondary there, but took a shot kind of from the side. Wasn't Didn't have the ball secured very well. The ball popped loose. Miko grabbed it. You know, had a little momentum. Lincoln Southwest did with the run game there for the first time. Four run plays that had some success, but uh, turnover, once again, a mistake by them. Good play by Carney's defense, and uh, Carney's got the ball again. By the way, Carney, I think, has run eight offensive run plays. I think you're, uh, we've got eight Close. plays, six runs, and two <laughs> passes. You're right, two one-play drives, and why not go off the right side with Maisner again? This time Southwest strings him out, but he keeps the legs churning across the 30, out to the 35, but Alex Kemp is coming in to carry that one. So Kemp running stronger, giving Maisner a little bit of a breather after he picked up that fumble, and Kemp's going to get nine. It'll be second down and one. Good strong run there. Lincoln Southwest defense strung it out on the outside zone, and Kemp just kept his legs churning, and they couldn't get a real good shot at him and a good surge, and second down and one. Uh, nice job by Alex Kemp. We looked at the A and B scores. We'll give you some more C scores here in just a moment. Second down and one. Twins out to the Carney side of the field. Kemp will take the football, starts left, changes his field to the right side, and he's going to be drunk down there right near the line of scrimmage. The tackle made by Hudson Hall, and they're eyeing it here to see if it's a first down, and they will give him the first down. So Kemp, a gain of one, and that'll be just the third first down of the football game for Carney. In other scores, Carney Catholic 17, Kozad nothing. These are all in the second. Central City leads Fairbury 14 to nothing. Adam Central over Minden 14 to nothing and Ord over Broken Bow 19 to nothing. C2 Wood River has taken a lead over Central Catholic 6 to nothing. Axtell is up on Giltner. We'll try and get you the updated score there. That's on the breeze, 94-5. First and 10, Carney at their own 37. Handed off to Kemp. He stays in there, does a little shake it and bake it off left guard. He'll bring it up to the 45 to the 46-yard line. That's a gain of about eight and a half, second and short. little counter play there. He starts off to the right, comes back to the left on the counter blocks. A nice run by Alex Kemp falling is the right side of his line that was pulling there. Second down, about two. I don't think there's uh, anything more than giving Maisner a rest right now, is there? Doesn't seem like it. I think that uh, I think that's he. You know, he's playing both offense and defense, and I think going to give Alex a, a chance to get a few reps here. So second down and a short two. Richter comes out wide to the left. Kemp flanking Murray to his right. They'll hand it to him again. Fights off a would-be tackler to force his way across the 46 to the 47-yard line, and again right at the first down marker, and they're already signaling, move the chain. So four carries, 20 yards here in a row for Alex Kemp. And Carney's trying to use some clock and maybe make this a 21-0 game at halftime. They're up 14-0 with four minutes to go in the first half on two bomb runs by Miko Maisner, 64 and 74 yards. I think Lincoln Southwest has run about 36 plays, and I think Carney's run about 12. It's interesting how high school football or football is, is, is different. 
Murray now decides, let's throw one. He's going to fade it down the right sideline, up for the jump ball, and it's knocked away, intending it for Caden Miller. Good defense back there by the Lincoln Southwest Silverhawks. I believe that was Grant Miller again over there to get a hand on it. Everything was good there, Monty. That's one of those plays where you can say everything was good. It was a well-thrown ball. It was right on his hands. It's just that Southwest got a fingertip on it. I think they were hoping to get Southwest in a little bit of a of a of a an eight man box there because uh, there wasn't really a play action pass. He was hoping that safety wouldn't get over there, but it was it was well covered as you mentioned by Lincoln Southwest and and uh, incomplete pass worth taking a shot there. Elm Creek leading Amherst 21 to nothing. Earlier today, Shelton beat Hartland 28 nothing. Here's an inside handoff. Maisner back on the field. Will come around left end and get the first down inside the 40. They'll say that he steps out of bounds at around the 35-yard line, and that is a gain of 12 on the play for Maisner. I've got him for 160 yards on six carries. Seven carries. It's amazing how four plays off, you know, all of a sudden he comes back in. There's a difference in his in his leg speed, you know. It looked like he had, had a little fresh legs once again there. Stroh wide right. Ball on the near hash. They'll send in motion. Jackson Miller from right to left, giving him twins there. And that's the way they'll run it here on the stretch play with Nico Maisner. Gets to the outside, turns the corner at the 30. Carney might have got away with a block in the back out there as one of the Southwest players went flying into the backfield. But Maisner again close to the first down marker at the 25. And they're going to say just enough. So move it, Nico. With a 10-yard run, and Carney with their first drive of the football game. Jackson uh, Miller with a nice block on the on their initial block on the perimeter, and then Sestro was kind of working his guy over there on the outside, and kind of guy kind of slipped off him, kind of gave him a push from the side. I said side, right? And uh, must have been, yeah, it had, no had to be the side, right in front of the official, and uh, again, nice run by Miko to the outside. Carney now going to go trips. They'll move the tight end Glant from right to left side of the line, and they'll give it to Mazer, let him run off right tackle. This time he. Lowers his shoulder and runs over a man to the 21-yard line. A gain of four. Maybe they'll say the 22, it looks like, is where they're going to mark it. So we'll say a gain of three. And the clock continues to run. There hasn't been a timeout used by either team here in the first half. 14 to nothing. And Glantz coming off the field. He's looking at his left hand here. Maybe his thumb might have jammed that up. And he's going to come over to the sideline. And he's pulling on that left thumb. Richter out to the left, Stroh to the right, slot left is going to be Jackson Miller, second down and seven, they'll give it to Mazner, we've got a penalty flag, Mazner tances to the outside, gets the corner at the 15, the 10, down the sideline, he stepped out of bounds at the six, but let's see what happens here with the penalty flag on the Carney sideline. It would be a gain of 17 yards at first and goal, but it'll be procedure called on Carney. Yeah, that was a tough break there because really the penalty had nothing to do with the play and just an alignment issue, uh, a little bit of jumpier alignment issue, got got a little bit of a head start there. So uh, Maisner with some good success on the outside zone plays to the right, to the right, now to the left, but the penalty is going to back it up just a little bit and turn it into a, a second down and eight, uh, 12 situation. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll have a look at our first half stats, recap how the game has went. Take a look at the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. If you are at an area football game, you can text or call 646-0506. That's area code 308-646-0506. Especially the eight-man games from the area would love to get score updates. Kemp is back in. They'll give it to him on an inside trap over the right side. He'll squeak inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. And that'll be a gain of four. 
Yeah, Alex Camp here giving us some good, good tough inside running yards there. Good surge there. We're going to have a third down and nine. Probably, I don't know if we're in field goal range or not. Might be in, in four down territory here right there at this point. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see with uh, Dakin and with what wind we had. It's pretty much gone, less than five mile an hour. Third down and nine at the 23-yard line of Lincoln Southwest. Miller, Murray to Kemp. Kemp stubs his toe, and he's going to fall down at the line of scrimmage. And you can see <laughs> Coach Cool throw his hand oh, to the man, air. He thought that he might have had the corner, but as he went to cut, his toe just stubbed right there into the uh, turf, and it's going to be a gain of a yard, and it'll be fourth down and eight. And I think they are going to try the field goal. Yep. So this will be an attempt of just over 39 yards. They'll mark the ball basically on the 30-yard line, the left hash, so it'll be a 40-yard field goal attempt here for Dakin. We get there late running some personnel on. Wouldn't hurt to use a timeout right here. We just hit the one-minute mark. Clock's at five. Here comes the pressure. Dakin has the kick, but he didn't get all of it. It's actually going to be short. So the field goal is no good. And with 51 seconds to go here in the first half, Carney 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing. We'll be back after this on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Update on the scoreboard. Ravenna is leading uh, 30-16 to 16 with five minutes to go in the first half as they are taking on Palmer tonight. And as we come back, Carney calls a timeout. They didn't have the right to personnel out there defensively. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. 51 seconds remaining here in the first half at Foster Field, Cope Stadium. It is Kearney High 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing. They just marched the ball over 60 yards but uh, came up short on a 40-yard field goal attempt. After a Lincoln Southwest fumble in Kearney territory at the 25, looking to go deep is Harley. Now he's got a wide receiver open on the Lincoln Southwest sideline, but overshoots his tight end in Dakota Harders, and that'll stop the clock with 46 seconds, second down and 10. Kind of an interesting pattern there where they flooded all the outside, ran four guys deep, and then they kind of snuck a guy over by the the, the yard marker over there on the left-hand side. It was pretty open, but uh, the quarterback just missed him. Well, Harnley, I think, is trying to look to see if they can sneak past the safety down there, but that has not been the case so far in this football game. Again, nine completions, eight completions, none for more than nine yards, second and ten. See if they run it and just use the clock. 
Quarterback keeper Harley hitting the backfield, spins out of there, and then he's going to be brought down by Gabe Van Winkle, a yard behind the line of scrimmage. And Carney has no interest in using a timeout right here. So Southwest ran it. Now they hope that they can run it out. In fact, they will not have to snap it again if they don't want to. Third and 11. Coach Cool's not going to make him punt it here. He's got a 14 to nothing lead, and Carney will get the ball to start the third quarter, and I don't think Lincoln Southwest is going to do anything either. They're 81 yards away. They are going to come up to the line of scrimmage, 10 seconds, but they're not really hustling that much. They might take one shot here, four seconds, three seconds. Harley will take the snap, back to pass, wants to air it out. Instead, fumble. he's going to be hitting fumble, fumble football. Carney high, covered it, but we're out of time. Carney high, covered the football. And uh, recovering the football for Carney High was Josh Warner. And it looked like that might have been Alex Hunt that was back there that uh, made the hit to uh, knock the football away. And uh, that is the end of the first half of play with the score. Carney High 14 and Lincoln Southwest nothing. And again, you're thinking there, well, maybe we should have called a timeout. Well, if you'd have called a timeout, Southwest would have just ran the football there. Yeah, yeah. And we aren't going to second-guess up here. Our job is not to second-guess. No, We're just I describing the action, right? You're comfortable with 14 <laughs> to nothing. I think it would be interesting to get the thoughts right now here at halftime from a Coach Cool mm-hmm. because he's got to be happy that they were able to uh, get the 14 to nothing lead, but it's been on two plays, and then they get that nice drive on the last uh, drive of the first half, but not able to get any points out of it. And I'd mention the disparity between the, uh, the just the plays. Um, Lincoln Southwest, who wants to ball control, we talked about their them, a four-yard gain is their friend, and they've really done a pretty good job of keeping control of the ball, running probably around 40 plays compared to uh, Carney High's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe less than 15. It's really an interesting half along those lines. You know, I never really felt like, Lincoln Southwest was threatening offensively, uh, and I really felt like uh, Carney High could bust one at any time with Miko Maisner. They did twice, but uh, only a two-touchdown game after an interesting first half. Well, it looks like we're going to have a little longer halftime tonight. Of course, coming off Harvest to Harmony, I think all of the uh, band is uh, practiced up, so we've got a lot going on here tonight at Carney High, and we will be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this on Classic Hits Power 99 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Kearney and Grand Island. Nebraska is strong. All of work reaches well beyond the farm arena. In 
informing youth and consumers about agriculture, providing support for mental health, and benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. With our producer-engineer back at the studio, Nick Grimes, and Monty Kratzenstein, the former Husker and Gothenburg Swede via Brady. I'm Doug Duda here at uh, <laughs> Foster Field, Cope Stadium, on the campus of the University of Nebraska. Kearney for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. At the half, Kearney High 14 and Lincoln Southwest nothing, and uh, Carney hasn't necessarily controlled a time of possession, but uh, they have uh, got the lead on the scoreboard thanks to a 64 and a 74-yard touchdown run from Miko Mazner, basically the same play. Well, the explosiveness of Miko Mazner is the difference in this game thus far. Uh, as you mentioned, two big, long touchdown runs, both on inside zone types of plays that are, that are well blocked. You know, Carney has, has really tried to establish uh, you know, a few different things. The outside zone run game, uh, from both sides, um, they, they they thrown a couple play action passes uh, that, that were not really successful. Took a couple shots down the field and so on, but for the most part, have not really had a whole lot of consistent success offensively. Uh, but have two touchdowns. Lincoln Southwest on the other side of the ball, uh, they're almost the opposite, where they they've run a whole lot of plays, uh, had a lot of five yard gains, tried to throw some little outs, some hitches. Uh, using their passing game and their rollout game to uh, try to move the ball a little bit, but really have not had any big plays whatsoever. Had one drive uh, right there toward toward the end of the second quarter where they had a little bit of success, but got all the way down to the Carney in, inside the Carney 25-yard line, but then uh, fumbled the football. So pretty mistake-free from Carney. Brandon Cool and his staff have to be pretty happy about that that part of the first half. But on the Lincoln Southwest side, uh, several mistakes, a lot of penalties. Uh, quite a few, you know, turnovers, that sort of thing that uh, really has hurt them. Unofficially, Lincoln Southwest was seven first downs. Carney was six, and four of them was on the last drive <laughs> of the half where they came up short on the 40-yard field goal. The other two were on those two long touchdown runs for uh, Miko Mazner. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the scores that we have for you on our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard here at halftime. In a Class A, these are all second quarter scores, by the way. Grand Island still leading Millard West, the number two team in the state, 7-0 in Class B. Northwest 14, York 7, Seward 14, Hastings 7, McCook 21, Holdridge nothing. In Class C1, still in the second quarter, Aurora 13, Boone Central Newman Grove 7, Central City 14, Fairbury nothing, Kearney Catholic 24, Cozad nothing. That's on ESPN 1460 right now. Uh, Adams Central 21 to nothing over Minden and Ord 19 to nothing over Broken Bow. Uh, the Adams Central Minden game on ESPN 1550. Class C2, we're looking for updates on Gibbon Centura, St. Cecilia Raymond Central, Sutton Sandy Creek, Donovan Trumbull Superior. If you have scores, we'd love to hear them. 646 0506, 308 646 0506. Wood River got the first touchdown over Grand Island Central Catholic. They're up 6 to nothing. In D1, Elm Creek leading Amherst 28 to nothing. Cambridge over Alma 32 to 12. And just before half, Ravenna leading Palmer 30 to 24. In D2, Axtell leading Giltner 36 to nothing. Ellen, that's on the breeze 94.5. Elwood leading Bertrand 36 to 6. Blue Hill leading Lawrence Nelson by a score of 12 to 8. 
We're looking for scores on Pleasanton Loomis. Overton and Selma Myrna was this afternoon game. Uh, Shelton was a winner today, by the way, over Heartland, 28 to nothing. And if you've got a six-man score from any of the area games, we'd love to hear from you uh, as well. And again, uh, that's coming up on uh, 646-0506. Pleasanton, by the way, did beat Loomis today by a score of 48 to 12. Arapaho was a winner over Southwest. 50 to 16 and Overton blanked and Summerna 22 to nothing. Here at halftime, 14 to nothing. Carney leading in Lincoln Southwest. We'll be right back. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Gary Michaels Clothiers is welcoming the change of seasons with a wardrobe event. Select any suit or sport coat and pant and receive a dress shirt and tie free. A $100 value free. Designers like DKNY, Calvin Klein, S. Cohen, Michael Coors, and Austin Reed. Professionally tailored for the office or any event. New fall merchandise arriving daily in the ladies' department. Now newly expanded in Kearney. Accessorized with hobo handbags, Brighton accessories, shoes, and leather goods. Gary Michaels Clothiers, downtown Hastings and Kearney. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. Nebraska volleyball just getting underway at home tonight. They're on the Big Ten Network against Michigan State, who is 11-3 overall, 2-2 two two in the conference, and then they'll have 11-3 Michigan coming in Sunday afternoon. They're 4-0 in the conference going into the weekend. That game will be on ESPN2 on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. The UNK volleyball team remains undefeated, winning at home tonight in straight sets over Missouri Western, 25-13, 15, and 17. The Lopers will take on Washburn for the second time in the season. That'll be the number three and number five teams in the country playing at the Health and Sports Center on Tuesday night. So if you can't get out there and support in Hastings, We'll be playing volleyball at home tomorrow against Morningside. Hastings football, it's homecoming. They've got Midland tomorrow, and Jeff Jamrog, the coach over there at Midland. UNK will go to Lincoln University in Jefferson City, Missouri, for a 2 o'clock kickoff tomorrow. Now, they're 0-5 as well, but Josh Lynn says they're probably a better football team than the Northeastern State team they beat here at home last week, and they do have the MIAA's leading rusher. It's just that they have a, a very short line uh, after they just can't rotate. They don't have a lot of depth there, and he says that's kind of what catches up to them. And then, of course, the Huskers at Minnesota tomorrow night, 6.30 on Fox Sports 1, our pregame at 1.30 on the Breeze 94.5. You know, everybody talked about, uh, it's talking about weather, seems like, this week, right? Because we're 80 degrees early in the week, and now all of a sudden we're cold. And, you know, this game has been a really, really nice football football game as far as weather is concerned you know the flags down it's it's kind of crisp and this is what late season football should be now conversely everybody's talking about uh, minnesota right going up going up there and the, how the weather might or might not affect uh that football game and that might be kind of interesting you know pj fleck in cl- classic pj fleck manner 
talked about all the different things they're doing to adjust to cold weather. I'm thinking, you know what? You're from Minnesota. Uh, your guy, a lot of your guys are from from up in that area. I think you're going to probably be okay, but you know he's the master of psychology. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how uh, how both teams react to uh, the conditions tomorrow night up in uh, Minneapolis. Here at halftime, 14 to nothing in favor of the Carney High Bearcats. I want to remind you, it's a big volleyball week coming up with the Lou Platt and Fort Carney Conference tournaments here on Power 99 and ESPN Radio. Carney is in Lincoln tomorrow for a triangular. We're heading in to the uh, end of the season here, but uh, we will be on Tuesday night in Ord here on Power 99. We'll be there Thursday as well for the semifinals and finals of the Lou Platt Conference Tournament. St. Paul undefeated, still hasn't dropped a set this year. They are the number one seed, and uh, they will be uh, playing either Donovan Trumbull or Central City Monday night. Ord is the four seed. They'll be playing Gibbon. Centura is the three seed. They'll play Ravenna, and Arcadia Loop City is the two seed, and they'll take on Wood River, and that action again gets under way at uh, 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. And then in the Fort Carney Conference on a Monday night, Pleasanton, the top seed, will take on the Ansley Litchfield Loomis winner. They play at 5. The winner gets Pleasanton at 7. And Elm Creek will play SEM at Pleasanton at 6. And then over at Overton, Amherst will play Wilcox Hildreth at 5. The winner gets Overton at 7. And between Axtell and Highline will play at 6 o'clock. And again, we will have the semifinals and finals on ESPN 1460 from Kearney Catholic Tuesday and Thursday. Pleasanton improved to 20-1 and last night with a pair of victories here on Power 99 over Amherst and Axtell. 14 to nothing is the lead. Carney Bearcats over the Southwest Silverhawks. We'll take a look at the first half stats when we return to Foster Field on Power 99. Do you need transmission repair on your four-wheel drive truck or SUV? How about your two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive vehicle for work or school? Hi, this is Lane with TBK Transmissions. Over the years, TBK Transmissions has repaired thousands of four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, and transfer cases, foreign or domestic. Put your trust in TBK. The only way is TBK. 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way. If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Major League Baseball going on tonight. Game one of the National League Championship Series. The Washington Nationals, a 1-0 lead over the St. Louis Cardinals as they play in the top of the fourth. 14-0, Carney leading Lincoln Southwest as the Bearcat Pet Band finishing up their halftime show. Let's take a look at our halftime statistics here and we will start with Lincoln Southwest. When you look at the numbers, not as bad, but uh, they've run so many plays they had to get something positive in this one. And Telo Arciaga 
has 10 carries for 23 yards. Now, remember, he had six carries for zero yards in the uh, first quarter of play. He uh, lost the fumble, though, once they got down inside the 25-yard line. Quarterback Lakin Harnley, 11 carries, 44 yards, and he lost a fumble on the final play of the half, which ended up being meaningless. So, 21 rushing attempts for 67 yards. Through the air, Harnley has been streaky. He made uh, three straight completions in the uh, first quarter uh, on their uh, second drive, and then in the uh, end of the first and start of the second, he completed five in a row, but he has eight out of 16, no interceptions, no touchdowns, 51 total yards. He's had three completed passes of nine yards. That's the longest offensive play through the air. The longest offensive play on the ground was uh, Harnley uh, scrambling out there and getting a long run earlier in this football game, and Arciago's longest run was a 13-yarder. So 51 through the air, 67 on the ground, 118 yards, a total offense for Lincoln Southwest, seven first downs for the Silver Hawks. They have punted it four times for an average of 30 yards. They punted it a fifth time, but Carney roughed them, and then they stopped them on uh, four downs. They have two fumbles. Again, one of those was on the last play of the half. Five penalties for 25 yards for Southwest. For Carney High, Miko Mazder, nine carries, 173 yards, and two touchdowns, one from 64 and one from 74. That'll help it when you're averaging over 18 yards per rushing attempt. Alex Kemp came in, had six carries for 25 yards, and through the air, Carney's only put it up three times and have no completions. So that's 18 offensive plays, 198 yards, six first downs. Uh, there has been two penalties for 20 yards. There has been one fumble that was on a punt return that Carney lost and two punts by Stroh for 34 yards. And we talked about before the game how the advantage that Carney had was explosiveness and obviously with Miko Mazner uh, being a big part of that. But, um, you know, you take away those two plays, and I know you can't take away those two plays, but, uh, you know, Lincoln Southwest has to feel pretty decent about the way they play de- defense except for those two. You know, adjustments at halftime, you know, if you're Carney, you really want to uh, – be a little bit more consistent in the run game, not just rely on two big plays, but certainly you want to get your passing game going a little bit. Uh, we met, talked a little bit off air. You know, they might not have to throw the ball uh, in the second half or in the next couple of weeks, but uh, you know, when it gets into playoff time, you have to have a little bit of diverse, diversity. And uh, they took a couple shots. They haven't got Sestro the ball yet. Uh, the Jackson kid, they tried to get him once, but it was well covered. So they have to get a little bit of a passing attack going. Yeah, and it's, it's, they used to yell at Tom Osborne when you're up 48-7 and you're throwing the ball. Well, that's not what you do. That's what you need to practice on. You weren't trying to score. You yeah. were just trying to – we ran it all over your butt. So, well, what do you want us to do? I'm going to tell you here at halftime with the score 14 to nothing. if you're looking for a Christmas gift for one of the great men in our area, Dick Beechner, he needs a stocking cap. He needs a stocking cap. Holy if you are cow. looking for a, any kind of a gift, and don't wait till Christmas. Did you lose a bet? To him right Did now. you lose a bet? Dick Beechner needs a stocking cap because he's wearing a Texas Longhorn one here tonight. Good Lord. I know they got a big game tomorrow, but of all the places he's been, I, I would think maybe we could get him something a little bit better than that. <laughs> Dude, does he get rebuttal time? Uh, is, that, is, that, is that case, or are we just not even letting him have any rebuttal not, time? Not tonight. Uh, <laughs> it is 14 to nothing. We'll take another break and uh, recap the first half scoring, which is pretty easy. Uh, brought to you by our friends at the Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. For uh, Kearney, a 64-yard run by Miko Mazner on their second possession. It was the first play of the drive. Uh, Dakin added the kick, 7 to nothing. Then uh, Nick Koff, uh, fumble recovery on the punt return by Carney right at the 50-yard line, but they weren't able to do anything with it and uh, were stopped on downs. And then Miko went 74 yards 
With 9.29 to go in the second quarter, Dakin added the kick to make it 14 to nothing. Dakin did miss on a 40-yard field goal short with 51 seconds remaining in the first half. And that is your scoring wrap brought to you by your Buffalo County Farm Bureau. 14 to nothing, Carney over Lincoln Southwest here at halftime. And we are about two minutes away from kicking it off. We will uh, take a break and let you know you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Carney gets the ball to start the third quarter when we return. Aurora Cooperative is excited to launch Prairie Valley Seed Brand into the market. Prairie Valley has one goal in mind, and that's to help you grow. By providing cutting-edge genetics and technology packages in combination with our customized seed placement approach, you can rest assured that your seeds will work as hard as you do. At Prairie Valley Seed, we'll push the boundaries in seed innovation so you can push the boundaries in farming. Prairie Valley Seeds, grow without limits. Tougher together, Aurora and you. Gary Michaels Clothiers is welcoming the change of seasons with a wardrobe event. Select any suit or sport coat and pant and receive a dress shirt and tie free. A $100 value free. Designers like DKNY, Calvin Klein, S. Cohen, Michael Coors, and Austin Reed. Professionally tailored for the office or any event. New fall merchandise arriving daily in the ladies' department. Now newly expanded in Kearney. Accessorize with hobo handbags, Brighton accessories, shoes, and leather goods. Gary Michaels Clothiers, downtown Hastings and Kearney. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. We are back here at uh, Kearney, UNK, and uh, we're ready for the uh, second half of football here. And you went over a lot of things, Imani. Uh, Kearney High can really help themselves out by doing something on this first offensive series of the third quarter. Southwest really just hasn't done a lot offensively in this football game. They've moved the ball in a couple of plays, but uh, even on that uh, run down to the 25, they had a little help off that fumbled punt. Well, I'd be surprised if they were keeping anything in their back pocket for the second half. But, you know, you talk about adjustments. They're going to have to find some way, Lincoln Southwest, is of having some a chunk play. You know, are they going to have to have to create some sort of a of a, of a, of a trick play or they're going to have to do something to uh, get some big yardage because they've had really tr- a lot of trouble um, maintaining a lot of consistency. You know, you aren't going to win, a, win this kind of ball game with your four- and five-yard gains, although, you know, Sometimes people like to like to milk clock, right? There's no doubt about it when you <laughs> when you have the lead. But again, remember it was 13 nothing last week. This is another uh, totally different situation here. And Lincoln Southwest it doesn't get any easier. They host Grand Island next week, and uh, then it's Lincoln High for them. And for Carney, they get Lincoln High in the home finale next week, and then go out to uh, North Platte. We'll run down some of the halftime scores. Uh, we got to halftime a little earlier than some of the uh, other games around the area, which is fine by us, but uh, Carney High stands back, and they expect that they're going to have an opportunity to receive the football here because they're between the 5 and 10-yard line waiting for the first kickoff of the night from Lincoln Southwest, and they might squib it. It's a short punch kick, and I think they're offside. Their uh, kickoff kicker didn't approach the ball very quickly, and most of the Lincoln Southwest team had already crossed the line of scrimmage. Flag on the flag. 
<laughs> so that's exactly. Hey, what how, how, how can you tell which one is the kicker? Oh yeah, that's right, the one with pink socks. It's it's the poor. It's like the center that forgot to snap the ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, Grand Island leading Millard West, who missed an extra point. It's oh. seven to six at the half. Grand Island other halftime scores. Northwest leads York fourteen to seven. Hastings now has a seventeen fourteen lead over Seward on twelve thirty KHAS. McCook shutting out Holdridge twenty one to nothing. Central City leading Fairbury 14-6. Kearney Catholic over Cozad 24 to nothing at the half. That's on ESPN 14-60. On ESPN 15-50, Adams Central leads Minden 21-0 at the half. And Ord over Broken Bow at the half by a score of 40 to nothing. Grand Island Central Catholic leads Wood River at the half by a score of 7-6. to We'll see if Miko gets a chance to return one here. They backed him up five yards and it didn't look like they were too interested in kicking a deep to him, but we'll see here. And this, again, is kind of a pooch kick that's toward the sideline, taken at the 29-yard line, up the right side, 35-40, and upended right around the 40-yard line is Alex Hunt. But pretty good field position here for Carney. Yep, and I'll tell you what, we talk about this, I talk about this all the time, where when you have a two-score game, you know, who scores that next touchdown? Because all of a sudden, if it's 21 to nothing, then you're like, you know what, this is, this one's salted away. But but uh, if Carney makes a mistake and, and uh, Southwest takes advantage of it and it gets to be 14-7, then anything can happen. So it's... It's uh, the important drive here, important start to the third quarter for Carney High. So Carney lines up with trips to the left. Stroh, the lone man to the right. Maisner flanking his quarterback, Colin Murray. They give it to him around the left end, looking for a block. Has to put a juke on the outside defender and does that to the 45 and steps out of bounds around the 49-yard line. Jaden Wheeler had him in his sights, but it was just dance moves out there on the numbers, and he was able to juke past him and pick up about seven more yards. It'll be second down and two. Wheeler and also Grand Miller, the corner over there, also had him dead to rights over there and made two two little moves and ended up getting eight yards out of something that should have been nothing. Well, only eight yards, and that drops Maisner's per carry average to 18 so yeah, far tonight. He's, he's got to do better. 181 yards on the night after those two huge runs. Now they go trips to the right. They always have Stroh by himself. Here's the handoff right side. These are the That's the play that Mazer has scored on twice, but not this time. It will be enough for a first down into Silverhawk territory at the 47-yard line. It's going to be a gain of three. You know, one thing that Carney does not have this year that they've had last Oh, probably three, four years, well, even longer than that, is a little bit of the quarterback run game. They're just built just a little bit differently. And you know how I like the quarterback run game. But but at some point, you know, Colin can probably fake that. Uh, and then they might be saving that. Fake that uh, outside zone there and take the ball at the middle because those linebackers are flying out of there. Now twins to each side. That's a little different look tonight. And they want to throw. Murray's going to go deep for Stroh down the right sideline. It's off his fingertip at the 20-yard line. He tried to put out his right paw, and it's incomplete. And we talked about that a little bit at half as well, uh, Monty, is that they are going to have to put the ball in the air just to get some practice out there. Again, Colin Murray has not got a completed pass since the first quarter last Friday night when he looked amazing, and then they just had no offense anywhere the rest of the football game, especially in the second half against Millard West. He's only put it up four times tonight, hasn't had to. They only ran 18 plays in the first half. 15 of them were runs. Second down and 10. Inside handoff again to Maisner. First man misses. He steps over the second man inside the 45. He'll get to about the 43-yard line, maybe the 42. And it'll be third down in a long situation for a, a rare time here tonight for Carney. It'll be third and six. You know, again, their outside run game, outside zone game is, is um, very inconsistent where Maisner will will uh, get through some guys at some point. That time it was strung out, strung out. A pretty good job by that outside linebacker and uh, slowing that down, keeping that flow. Turn it inside for his inside help. So third down and six. This would seem to be a pass attempt. Let's find out. 
Nope, Maisner again around left end. Gets one block, but not the second one, and he is going to be drugged down short of the first down. Good pursuit out there by Schmidt coming from his safety position to bring him down. Yep, and that was, uh, again, well done. Looked like for, for a split second there he had some room to the outside, but uh, kept stringing it out, stringing it out, and a nice job of that uh, Lincoln Southwest defense to, uh, looks like, apparently get the ball back. Yeah, Harnley came over there from his safety position and uh, made the tackle. So it'll be fourth down and six. Stroh to punt it away. Two punts for an average of 34 yards. Ten minutes and counting here in the third quarter. Carney up 14 to nothing, so... Apparently not going to be able to get some points here on the first drive as the boot is away, and that is straight up in the air and shanked over to the Lincoln Southwest sideline. That might be a 15-yard or less punt. It's going to be marked right at the 30-yard line. That's a 12-yard punt, not what the Bearcats had in mind. Nope, and uh, Seth hasn't punted for a while, and uh, obviously it looked like there wasn't really a rush there. It looks like he just kind of missed the ball a little bit, so uh, he'll he'll work on that. That'll probably be his worst punt of the year. So here comes Lincoln Southwest. They need to make something happen to uh, make those adjustments that they had, and something's going on over there at the Southwest sideline. Did we have a flag? And a false start on Carney. And, of course, they just want that marked off on the end of the punt. And so they don't want to have Carney punt it again after the 12-yard punt. That's exactly what it is. So it's net seven on the punt and penalty. First and 10 Southwest at their 35-yard line. 14-0 Kearney, and Southwest will have Lake and Harnley out there. And it has been Arciaga all night long. Those are the only two men that have run the football. Twins to the left, halfback to the right, quarterback keeper around the left end, out to the 40-yard line, trying to jump in the air and running right into the hands of Gilsdorf and being planted at the 41-yard line. That's still a gain of six, even though it didn't look like much. Second down and four, that's something that Southwest really had trouble with was first down positive yardage in the first quarter and a half. Well, because of formation, Carney only had six in the box, and so uh, they, they didn't get any penetration there, and by the time they met any resistance, he had already picked up four or five yards and got a little bit more on the contact. So nice first down play. His favorite receiver, McKenzie, to the left side. Straight quarterback draw, nowhere to go here, and they're going to lose some yardage. About a half a yard back around the 40-yard line, and it just seems like all of the blue ran over all of the green and silver on that play. Yeah, they that was just a basic quarterback keep right up the middle and kind of followed his running back as almost like a quarterback iso sort of a play and didn't fool anybody. That interior of that Carney High defensive line has done a nice job. They did a nice job last year against a, a very big and strong Millard West team, and, and uh, they're holding up very well against Lincoln Southwest tonight. Ostermeyer was in on the tackle. It'll be third down and four at their own 41-yard line. Eight and a half to go third quarter. Carney up 14-0. Southwest trying to move into Bearcat territory. Another quarterback draw. Harnley trying to follow his right guard, and there's just nowhere to go. He is bear-hugged down to the ground. Jack Johnson among those in on the tackle for Carney High. A gain of a couple, but it's going to be fourth down and three. You know, uh, big old 59, Josh Warner, 6'1", 272-pound senior in there. Doesn't get a lot, of, make a lot of tackles, doesn't get notoriety, but, you know, he was doubled in there and really held his ground and, and uh, gave those linebackers a chance to come up and make that play. Very nice play. Well, you look at this football team, and they are not going to take any chances. They haven't taken a chance yet tonight in this football game as they're ready to pump the ball away. This one not as high as some of the previous ones, and a fair catch called for, and... 
Richter has to dive for it at the 27-yard line, and he'll haul it in there. That's a punt of 31 yards, and again, no return, and Carney will take over for the second time here in the third quarter, leading it 14 to nothing. Richter's made things a little bit of an adventure tonight on some of those punts, some of those punts that have been a little bit short. He came up. Nice, aggressive play, though, catching that ball. If he lets it bounce, it might gain about 10 yards on that on that play. So nice job. You can tell uh, he, he might have been a baseball player some, some at some point, huh? Perfect field conditions here tonight. Our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. They know more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. As Miko Maisner takes it off right side again and nowhere to go this time. Southwest, I don't know if they're stacking it up there or guessing a little bit more, but they know how to shut that down. And in on the tackle this time is going to be Brock Merkel. No gain on the play for Maisner. Well, try to I hate to oversimplify, but you look at the box and there's eight people in the box. You know, they're just they're single covering on the outside in, in a lot of situations, and they're getting their run keys right away. And those linebackers are coming, so it so they're basically outnumbering the Carney offense uh, at the line of scrimmage. Coach Cool doesn't do it much, but usually that's where you run a little inside reverse or something like that misdirection because they're over pursuing you. And Carney is going to have to use a timeout here with 7:07 remaining in the third quarter. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. It's four. 14 to nothing Bearcats. They've got it second and 10 on their own 27 when we return. Great Western Bank in Kearney is making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal and business checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and more. It's never too early or too late to start saving. Find out which account is right for you. Come into our Kearney branch at 2120 First Avenue today or online at greatwesternbank.com. Great Western Bank, making life great. Member FDIC. The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full-time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Make an appointment today with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Kearney and see why experience matters to us. Us specializing in you. As we come back to action, Carney's going to throw a little screen pass to Maisner. He's going to make it across the 30, cut back up 35 40, and a first down out to the 42 yard line. Uh, first completed pass of the football game, and it's a 15 yarder. And there wasn't anybody around Maisner when he caught that. Well, you mentioned about Brandon Cool and trying to scheme some way about that eight-man eight, eight man box, and that was a good one there. We had a little play-action pass and screen over there, and uh, well set up and, and, and pretty well blocked. So maybe that'll take a little bit of that pressure, hold up those linebackers just a little bit. Quick snap here as they come up to the line of scrimmage, handed off to Maisner, follows the block around the left side and gets into southwest territory at the 49-yard line. Very close to another Carney Bearcat first down, all depending where they mark it. It's going to be a gain of nine, and it'll be second down and a half yard. Miko, a little slow getting up over there. Hit, take, took a shot right about to the lower body and a little slow getting up, uh, but uh, looks like he's okay. Come back the huddle. And they're not going to run Kemp out there, so they'll keep Miko in. And, of course, in a situation here where you've got half a yard to go, you don't have the quarterback under center, so usually it's a quick snap. Murray gives it to Maisner again. He'll head to the right side and get to the 44-yard line. Again, a five and another Bearcat first down. You know, 102 yards now in the, first, in the uh, football game, and now Kemp is going to come in 
and give Mazner a breather. One of our local experts in the box mentioned how much more physical Nico is this year as a senior. You know, he, he really does a nice job of running into contact as opposed to just relying on his speed previous years. Well, he just looks a little bit bigger. All that obviously with some maturity, and he wants to keep it where he can still be a speed demon on the track this spring. Well, he does work hard in the weight room. You know, there's no doubt about that. And if you've seen him run track, he's a pretty muscular kid. Southwell and Rich will be out wide to the left, stroke to the right, extra end in here as they give it to Kemp. He'll try to come up the middle of the football field and make a couple of yards before he is drugged oh, down by Jordan cool. Smith of the Silver Hawks. They'll mark him a gain of two, second down and eight. Yeah, but now, now we're kind of grinding along here. There's five minutes left in the third quarter, and this has been a nice drive for Carney Hyde to, to, to run some clock, control the ball a little bit, you know, doing a little bit what Southwest tried to do in the first half. And, uh, again, what they're just missing is a big chunk play here. I like that pass earlier in the previous drive to uh, that one-on-one pass out there to Stroh. He was open on the play action. Maybe we'll see something like that again. Second down and eight. Ooh, and motion from the left slot. They'll have to blow that dead as the wide receiver took off a little early. And it was a run play, but it was headed his way, and he was trying to go out there for the block. Yep, got a little anxious. Yeah, I like those wide receivers that are anxious to block, though, right? Yeah, keeps you out there on the field. <laughs> yeah, going on second down nine here from the 43-yard line. Nope, looks like the 47-yard line now. So... Not a lot of penalties tonight against the Bearcats. Second down and 13. Murray takes the snap. He wants to throw. Screen pass again. Tipped at the line of scrimmage and incomplete. Kemp saw it tipped. He was heading back there trying to make sure that nobody picked it off. The closest man in the area again was Jordan Smith for Lincoln Southwest. It'll be third and 13. Yep, and there you go. Once again, trying to slow down that rush a little bit. Uh, with the screen pass, pretty well set up, but one guy that they let loose got his hand on the ball, and then Murray couldn't get it over the top of him and, and got tips. Now we have a third down and 13 situation, something that the Bearcats have struggled with a little bit this season with third and long. Back with you here at uh, Foster Field next week, Carney High uh, taking on Lincoln High. Third and 13, can the Bearcats get a first down conversion at the 47-yard line of Southwest? Murray stands in the pocket, goes for Strobe, but just flat overthrew him. And that's been a little bit of the problem here the last four quarters for Colin. He overthrew Stroh, who wasn't wide open, but uh, it was a quick throw as well. There was no pressure, but he didn't He didn't even take a half step in the pocket. He was flat-footed. He looked right and just overshot him. Well, the thing is about Seth Stroh is he can go up and get the ball when it's about 11 feet up in the air. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you put a little more air underneath it and let him out-jump that corner, and you're okay. Don't worry about throwing it past him. Throw it up in the air, and he'll go get it. So, ready to punt. Stroh's back there. Here comes some pressure, but a good punt by Stroh. will be taken all the way back at the 11-yard line with some room to return, trying to get to the outside at 15-20. Sidelines 25, and the tackle will be made right across the 25-yard line on a nice punt return that time by Grant Miller. And so, a 36-yard punt and a return from the 11 out to the 32-yard line. So, a really nice return. First down and 10. For Lincoln Southwest, 4-10 to go in the third quarter. It's still 14 to nothing. Carney again. Two big plays by Miko Mazner, a 64 and a 74-yard run in the first half. Carney done a nice job, you know, filtering down and, and covering those punts, but lost their outside coverage there a little bit, outside containment on, on there, and uh, helped out the field position quite a bit for the, for the Silverhawks. Even in the two losses, Lincoln Southwest gave up 28 points, so it's not like they've been blown out. They've been a good defensive football team. 
And it's going to be quarterback draw Harnley. Room off the right side gets to the 40, and he's out to the first down marker and around the 42-yard line. A little more room to run here for Lincoln Southwest on their first couple of drives of the third quarter, and that will move the chains. Uh, nice job of the quarterback there, ran the outside zone. More of a read type of thing. Uh, inside linebackers flow to the outside. He cut in behind him right down the middle and uh, got a first down, uh, gain of about 10. Out of the pistol again. Arciago in the backfield, running option. He'll go ahead and hand it off to him and just nowhere to go. Anything on the outside has been tough. In fact, anything for Arciago has been tough tonight. He had one or two decent runs, but they have got to him behind the line of scrimmage more than he has been able to gain yards. He'll lose a half a yard. We'll still say it's second down and 10. Exact same play, only their zone read there, uh, just like before. Instead of keeping it, that time he handed it off, and there's nothing to the outside whatsoever. Clock down to 3.20 to go. In the third quarter, 14 to nothing. Option again. This time, Harnley wants to keep it and nowhere to go. Jack Johnson is in there, and he is brought down after a gain of about a yard. We'll call it third down and nine. Jack Johnson does a really, really nice job of running to the football. You know, a junior, 6'1", 196 pounds, also plays basketball, a lot of multi-sport athletes here, and he, he, he does a nice job of running to the football. Uh, the thicker kid than he was last year has been in the weight room, and uh, that was a really nice play by him on that play, tackling the quarterback in the middle. Gilsdorf in there as well. He had a great game last week. Again, Bearcats mm-hmm. playing without Owen Lytle, who played well last week. Third down and nine, rolling right, rolling right. Harnley down the field, has a wide receiver behind the defensive back, but it's over his head at the 22-yard line. Braden Rich turned around and went, what is Asante Jones doing over here? He was trying to sneak behind him, and the pass falls incomplete. First pass attempt of the second half here, and we had a penalty anyway. That'll be the first hold of the ball game. It can either be third and 19 or fourth and nine. Let's see what Coach Cool decides to do. I think they're going to decline it. And that is the case. So it'll be fourth down and nine here for Southwest at their own 43-yard line. And Will Richter slides back to return the punt. Doing the kicking tonight is Jacob Hole, the punter for Lincoln Southwest. Give you an update on some of the high school football games from around the area. After the punt. Waiting at his 25-yard line is Richter. Snap high again, but he goes up and Hole gets it. Punt is high, but short. Richter goes ahead and catches it and wants to run to the 30, the 31. He's tired of fair catch of the football, and that's where he'll be brought down by Seth Blazer. So a punt that time of 29 yards. Again, they're only averaging about 30 yards on all six of the punts for Hole and Lincoln Southwest. It is Grand Island. Getting into the third quarter, 7-6 over Millard West. Northwest leads York at the half, 14-7. No changes. Hastings 17-14 over Seward. Aurora leading Boone Central Newman Grove at the half, 27-7. Kearney Catholic leading Kozad, 24-8. Kemp stays in as the running back, and they'll hand it to him. Blast right up the middle, and he'll make a couple from the 31 to about the 34-yard line. 30 yards rushing the ball now for Alex Kemp on eight carries. Other scores to pass along to you. Central City leading Fairbury 22-6 in the third. Adams Central now leading Minden 35-0 in the third quarter of play. Axtell over Giltner 42-0 in the fourth quarter. Ravenna 46-24 over Palmer in the third quarter. Second down and seven. Murray checks again over at the line or over at the uh, 
coaches, and they hand it off to Kemp, and he is stuck at the line of scrimmage. So I don't think they even adjusted what the play was going to be in the tackle made by Jake Lamari. He'll come in and get the job done. So Lamar comes in and gets the stick, gain of about a half a yard. There you saw the aggressiveness of the Lincoln Southwest linebackers. Both linebackers there were plugging immediately when they saw that run key read. So, again, play action uh, is probably available if you if you want to throw a little pop pass, if you want to do a little play action, get enough time, and it might not be a bad chance now. On third down long might not be the time to do it, but uh, later in the game, Give yourself a shot. Richter and Southwell to the left. Stroh to the right. Murray throws the pop pass over the middle. It's complete to the tight end at the 49-yard line. Peter Glant hauls it in for a first down after a gain of 14, the second completed pass of the evening. As time is just right, again, uh, didn't have much of a play action, but uh, those linebackers being aggressive stepped up, and uh, nothing's better than a tight end pop pass, right? Yeah, I love them, and, and they tried that earlier in the first quarter, and it bounced off of one of the linemen's shoulder pads. And then you look at this, though, but neither quarterback, and of course Southwest is, is rolling hardly out quite a bit, but... It's not like they've been pressured a lot in the football game, but they do get rid of the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been much downfield at all. First and 10 here. Ball just short of midfield at the Carney 48-yard line. Murray, Maisner's back in there. They'll hand it to him off the center. He'll get inside uh, Lincoln Southwest Territory to the 46-yard line. That's going to be a gain of eight more yards here for Miko. Yep, and there's your little counter play. They really like that inside play. They ran that about four or five times with Alex Kemp in the first half, and and uh, Miko does a nice job starting off to the right-hand side and coming back, or left-hand side, coming back to the right behind his guard. And they don't have to run another play, and our third quarter has come to an end here in fairly short fashion. Uh, no more points on the board. Carney picked up four first downs, one for Lincoln Southwest. Miko Maisner, a 64 and a 74-yard touchdown run in the first half. He's got 2-10 in the game. And after three, Carney 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing on Power 99, KKPR-FM, Carney. Holdridge and uh, Overton. Welcome to Freddy's. What can we get started for you? I haven't had a carb in three weeks, and if I have one more sip of a kale smoothie, I need a Freddy's original double with cheese, fries, and a turtle sundae. Please. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Key Lime Pie Concrete. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. We go to the fourth quarter of play here in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth at beautiful Foster Field. Carney leading it by a score of 14 to nothing, and the Bearcats ready to snap the ball as soon as it was blown for play. They give it to Miko, and this was a couple of times last week. They went quick on Millard West, and it worked a couple of yards here, but not much going for Miko as he is shoved backwards, and it's going to be third down and about six yards to go. Yeah, tried to go a little tempo, catch them by surprise, and uh, Lincoln Southwest again. They're pretty, they're pretty aggressive. And they've done a nice job up front, probably a little bit better than what I expected up front. Um, 
again, we've said it over and over again, except for two plays, have done a really nice job uh, on their run defense. As we said, Carney Towing and Repair Broadcast Booth, we are bringing you all the action there on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. Murray's going to roll out on third and six. Nice pass out here into the flat, caught at the 40, up the field to the 35, into the 33-yard line to Richter. And a nice job there to pick up 15. That was a really well-thrown ball. Roll out to the right. It's just a classic timing pass through the ball before Richter got out of his break about two yards past the, the mark uh, for the first down mark and really nice uh, pitching catch, and that's something we haven't seen for a long time. So uh, Murray with his third completion for 44 yards now all in the second half, 11th first down of the game unofficially. Now they're going to run a different formation. They've got their three wides, but they're all bunched. Twins to the left, single to the right. With Mazner in the backfield, and they'll give it to him. He'll come straight up the field to the 30-yard line and pick up three. So, Mazner, 213, Kemp, 30. That's been the offense on the ground, and as we just told you, 44 yards passing for Murray. Arciaga, 23 yards rushing. Harnley, 63 for Lincoln Southwest, and they had no passing yards on only one attempt in that third quarter of play. So it's definitely been a more defensive football game, but neither team has really taken chances. There hasn't been any flashy plays here in this football game from the offense, and Carney moved. Mm. It was supposed to be a direct snap to Mazner, and there was movement on the Bearcats in a whole lot of spots. You know, it's about the night was the main ninth play of the drive, and they really kind of ground their way down the field and, and and say it over and over again, but you get get a bad play like that, and all of a sudden you're behind the sticks when you're you've been pretty consistent as far as moving the ball and uh, something Coach Cool hates to see. Now we're second down 12, and you're, you're going to have to do something a little bit different to keep this ball moving. Another score shootout over there between Ravenna and Palmer, 54 to 40. Ravenna has the lead in the third quarter, late in the third. Ravenna up 54 to 40. Cambridge leading Alma at the half, 38 to 18. On second down and 12, motion with Southwell from right to left. They'll give it to Mazner, trying to follow that Got motion. That and open at the 30, 25, stiff arm at the 15. He'll be shoved out of bounds just short of the 15-yard line. They'll mark him at the 16, and that's enough for a first down, a 19-yard gain for Miko Mazner. Uh, that was a really well-blocked play. You saw the speed number three right there, but it was well-blocked on the outside. Had a little bit of an alley. The safety hesitated just a little bit on his alley support, and, and Miko just basically ran around him at that point, and uh, so that's a big play. You know, it's really nice when you have a uh, state champion-type track guy to give the ball to when it's, uh, when it's you know, second down and long. Millard West has scored and made the two-point conversion. They lead Grand Island 14-7 to in the third. Here comes pressure again up the middle. They'll give it to Mazner. He'll head to the right side, spin off a tackle, get inside the 15, close to the 12-yard line. That was a lot on Miko there because Lincoln Southwest brought them all, and he found just enough of a gap to not lose yardage and actually pick up three. You know, it's amazing when, when Alex Kemp comes in the ball game for maybe even two, three, four plays uh, at a time and gives Miko just a little bit of a break how much quicker he looks when he comes in the, in the, in the ball game. And these last two... These last two plays, you've really seen his uh, his uh, pistons of legs going, when, especially when he goes into contact. Grant will line up as the right end. He's actually going to be in a slot off of the line of scrimmage. They'll send Southwell in motion, giving him three blockers that way. That's where they'll hand it off here. Maisner weaving his way through traffic, puts his shoulders down, gets to the 10-yard line. That was a lot of running for a little bit of room, and it'll be third down and four. 
you know, as hard as those that secondary comes in that outside zone action, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, this is I don't want to give away any secrets because I've never seen any practices, but boy, you have you throw a little play action or a little pass off that from from Miko over the top, those safeties just come flying <laughs> when they show that outside zone action. It is just amazing. So I'm sure that's something that Coach Cool and his staff coaches so good about making adjustments late in the season. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised that's that's in the arsenal at some point. Well, they were going to put Kemp in, but Carney's not going to get the playoff. They've got to call timeout. They were late getting personnel in. They tried to hustle up to the line of scrimmage, but Coach Cool said, let's go ahead and use the timeout. They'll have one remaining this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need is specializing in you. It's third and four Carney at the Southwest 11. They're up 14 to nothing with 8.09 to go. We'll be right back. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. With our producer engineer, Nick Grimes, and Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda, back with you here at Foster Field. A big thank you to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and all the folks here for their hospitality. We'll see Carney again in the opening round of the Class A playoffs three weeks from tonight. And if they can keep doing this, take care of business, they'll be 7-2 and two and have an opportunity and should be able to host a, a game because right now they're in the top eight in the playoff points, but those last two teams, even with wins, won't help them. Big, Third and four at the 11 here. for Carney High. Big play here. Kemp is in there as the eye back. They'll pass the ball. Colin Murray screen pass out here into the flat, complete to the 10, bouncing off a of man, Johnson, and he's brought down at the 40-yard line. Ooh. Ooh. Jack says, get out my way. <laughs> That's a big boy play right there. He, he caught the ball in the flat. Nice job on the little screen pass there. Nice call on third down and four to keep the, the chains moving, but uh, Jack came up and uh, saw that uh, linebacker, that safety coming, and just ran right through him, giving the first and goal from the foul, right inside the five-yard line. Nice play. Carney, a chance to really officially put this one away up 14 to nothing with 7.45. We haven't had any points since the 9.29 mark of the second quarter. They'll have two wide receivers, but double tight end. Handed off to Kemp up the middle, and they just swarm him down. He gained about a half a yard. It'll be second down in goal, just inside the five. Officially no gain. It's be about the 13th play of this drive, and the started out, uh, or where did that start out? About the 30-yard line or so of their own yard line. So it's been a really nice drive and see if they can finish it off here. Second goal from the five. They want to power it up, but Southwest is basically bringing everybody into the box. Single man coverage. Quarterback keeper Murray, he's going to try to get to the outside. Made two men miss, but then a nice open field tackle there by Grant Miller to bring him down at the four. That's the first run by Murray tonight. He has not been sacked. A one-yard gain, but we have an injured player down here for Lincoln Southwest where the tackle was made. And hopefully maybe just a cramp. A little slow to get up is going to be Jordan Smith. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with a location near you. While we have a break in the action, let's go ahead and take a look at the scoreboard again, PlatteRiverPreps.com. And when we're done, the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show on Power 99. 
14-7, Millard West leads Grand Island in the third. In Class B, it's still McCook leading Holdridge 21-0. Hastings over Seward 17-14 in the third. In C1, Central City over Fairbury 36-22 in the third. In the fourth, Kearney Catholic leads Cozad 31-8 at Adams Central over Minden. 42 to nothing. Wood River has an 18-14 lead over Grand Island Central Catholic, and that is in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, Elm Creek over Amherst 41 to nothing. Earlier today, Shelton beat Heartland 28 to nothing. Overton over Anselmo Myrna 22 to nothing, and Pleasanton beat Loomis 48 to 12. Here's your third and four play again. Seth throws isolated down here in a little tiny quarter. So on third and goal. Slant pattern over to Richter. Richter makes the catch but drops it to a knee at the one. He got hit as he jumped to catch the ball, spun around, and it's fourth and goal at the one. Both wideouts, Richter to the right and Stroh to the left, were man for man. They had a whole bunch of guys in the box, ran a slant play. Pretty good catch there, but just wasn't strong enough to carry it into the end zone. Uh, so now we're going to have fourth down from right inside the one-yard line, and it looks like they, uh, they're kind of debating what they're going to do. I would guess they're going to go for it here. I would absolutely go for it. Even if you don't make it, you've got 99 yards for a team that hasn't moved the football. But the play clock under 10 as they run it out there. Hustle to the line of scrimmage. Maisner is the running back. Murray under center. Quarterback sneak off the left side. He's not going to get it. Lincoln Southwest was coy to that one. And no touchdown for Carney High. That's about the most trickeration you see from the Bearcats. But it seemed like they hustled up to the line of scrimmage maybe even too quick that time. And it did not work. So it'll be first and ten for Lincoln Southwest at their own one. Yeah, and that has to be pretty disappointing to be, be, uh, not be able to get one yard down there in the tight situation. You know, they had a running back behind that didn't give them a very good push. They did not get a push from their, their uh, center and their two guards who blocked pretty well all night, and uh, that's unfortunate. And Good stand by Lincoln Southwest and disappointing for Carney High. Well, two nice drives here in the second half for Carney have resulted in no points. They had a nice drive in the first half where they missed a field goal. And now Lincoln Southwest, if they're playing to win the game, have to start putting the ball in the air. <laughs> well, they got 99 yards to go, and uh, they haven't had a whole lot of success. They might be careful of the safety here. And they're still running it out of the shotgun here with quarterback Lakin Harnley. They haven't had many plays here, and they will throw it. Hitch and go down the right sideline. He's got his tight end, and it's off his fingertips at the 30-yard line for Dakota Harders. Carney bit on that one, and Harders would have got 30 or more had he been able to hang on. Well, you don't really expect a little horn pattern out there from the one-yard line, but he ran a little hitch or a little out and, and up there. And, uh, you know, again, once, once again, we've seen it about three different times from both teams where the ball isn't thrown really up in the air, overshot him. And uh, so now you're, you're second down and 10. But uh, worth, certainly worth taking a shot if you're Lincoln Southwest. And if I've got this right, that is only the eighth offensive play that Southwest has run here in the second half. Totally different than the first half. Now we're going to get a timeout, I believe, for Lincoln Southwest. The play clock was running down. They don't think they reset it properly. And now they will reset the play clock. 5.58 to go in the game. Twins to the right side. Will Carney brings some pressure. Quarterback draw Harnley just trying to get out of the end zone. Pops to the outside, gets to the five, keeps Mm. the legs churning. Got to the eight-yard line before Kemp hauls him down. That's a gain of eight. It'll be third down and two. Yeah, that's unfortunate there. The outside containment there on the outside. Uh, The Bearcat left side kind of collapsed in, and and, a nice run by the quarterback. So uh, gave himself a chance here in third down and two from their own nine-yard line. 
couple close games this year. Lincoln East and then the North Platte game, which really kind of raised everybody's eyes, was a seven-pointer. But no urgency here for Southwest. They're still not sure what to do, and the play clock reads eight. It's third down and two at their own nine. I don't think they're going to get the playoff. Harnley's calling for the ball, and they call the timeout. It was snapped with zero, and Coach Sherman didn't think they were going to get the playoff. And so timeout, I don't know if it was late getting the play in or confusion over there. It'll be the first timeout used of the half by Lincoln Southwest. They face third and two at their own nine, 5.08 to go in the game. It's still Kearney 14, Lincoln Southwest nothing. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Doug Duda, along with former Oscar Monty Kratzenstein here at Foster Field. Out of the Lincoln Southwest timeout. Twins to the left, third and two at their own nine. Blitz coming from Carney. It's picked up, and Harley gets the first down. Over the right side, he'll be brought down by Jackson Miller at the 13-yard line. That is a gain of four. The blitz came to the left side of the offensive line. Harnley was running to the right side the entire time, and so it worked out for him. Yep, uh, had the right play call for the right situation. Pretty good hit there. Uh, pretty pretty nice hit by Jackson Miller there. Ball came loose, but it was after forward progress was uh, already stopped. First down. That's a big first down for Lincoln Southwest. Uh, but, again, we've said it before, they need a chunk play. Yeah, they've got to do something. And uh, first down and 10. Harley rolls to his left, wants to throw. Underneath, he had open his ace back, Grant Miller, but underthrew him. And it's incomplete. Don't forget, when we are done, the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show will have the final stats. And we will also uh, recap the scoring from tonight's football game, which is pretty easy. Two long runs from Miko Mazner, 64 and 74 yards. And that's really been the excitement of the football game. There haven't been, as you said, a lot of chunk plays, a lot of 15, 20-yard plays. Murray finally was able to get a few uh, 14, 15-yard passes here in the second half. Second and 10, empty backfield, Harnley. Comes over here complete to the 18-yard line, and it looks like we got a penalty flag. After a short gain of five to his favorite receiver, McKenzie, and I wonder if he pushed off. I don't know. There's two of them there. The, the umpire threw one also, so there's two different flags. I don't know if it's the same call or not. A legal man downfield. That's the second time that's happened. I think what happened. what's happened is I think the outside receiver is up on the line of scrimmage making that tight end uh, illegal when he, go, when he runs down the field. So it isn't, it isn't that they've got an offensive lineman run downfield, but because that receiver well, on the tight end side should be off the ball. It's making that tight end uh, ineligible. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's second time in this, this game that's yeah. happened as well. So it'll be second and 15, back at the 8. Carney High, unless something really weird happens, goes to 5-2 and two and almost locks up the district title. Southwest would drop to 4-3. and three. It's still 14 to nothing. Out of the shotgun, fake the handoff. They'll swing it out here into the flat to the crossing tight end, which is Melius, and he'll have the catch but doesn't get much. Maybe back up to the original line of scrimmage, they'll say at the 13-yard line, a gain of five, it'll be third down and ten. And the clock continues to run. Looks like Preston Pearson uh, starting in place of Owen Lytle there, made a nice play, uh, diagnosed that fairly quickly and ran, ran him down to turn into a third and long situation. 
Yeah, they tried to go after him when they did throw it in the first half, and he was pretty much up to the task. Of course, again, when you're just trying to keep everything in front of you, Mm -hmm. get the job done. Third and ten. Defensive ship. And Harley's just going to take a quarterback draw here and then try to lunge forward. Almost lost the ball. He actually loses a yard on the play. And that's kind of a strange call. Third and 10, down 14 at your own 13-yard line. Tried to catch uh, Carney crossed up because they put Arciago in motion. Well, and Carney had seven guys that were five five yards off the ball plus uh, with their linebackers and their and their safeties. So they're playing almost a little, I won't say prevent, but they're backed off quite a bit. Southwest might punt, but they are going to go for it. Fourth and 11. Harley rolls to his right. Has time, has time. Throws over the middle of the football field. Maisner breaks it up. And no flag. Hmm. Tried to get it to Grant Miller. And again, that's something I think Southwest could have done more of throughout the football game. Harnley has bought himself time all night long. I don't think he's actually got stuck on a pass play all night. But it's incomplete, and Carney will take over at the Southwest 13, and with 3.03, they can't just take a knee, so they are going to have to run some offense. Well covered by the Carney high defensive backs. Almost too well covered. He might have got there just a little bit early, but you don't want to... You don't want to uh, punish a good read and a good play right there, so a good no call. But uh, well covered by the corner. The safeties did a nice job matching up with the crossing pattern. A pretty decent throw there, but uh, well played by the Carney High defensive back. Well coached unit. Well, Pierce Southwest will be shut out for the second time this year as Carney lines up. And Murray will turn and hand it off straight up the middle of the football field inside the 10. Camp will bring it down to about the 8. That's a gain of five, and I think they'll probably maybe work here to get Kemp into the end zone. I don't think they'll do anything special, line up and run it right up over their big center, Josh Warner, and see what they get. Yeah, uh, there's there's no need to try anything real fancy here. They've got a two-score game. You just want to keep hand the ball off, hopefully. Though it would be nice to uh, just, just block your guy and get some yardage and score a touchdown here. And I think uh, Lincoln Southwest a little dejected here. They should be able to uh, capitalize on this. Kemp. Off to the left of his quarterback, Colin Murray. Waiting for the snap count. Here comes the rush. Kemp gets low and dives forward to the seven. He saw everybody coming and just tried to sneak underneath him again a one. It'll be third down and four. Clock running with 2.10 to go. So Carney trying to play it conservative. I think if Brandon, I mean, you want to score, but I don't think Brandon Cool would have his feelings hurt if they could just get a first down here because then they would be able to kneel the football. And if they don't get a first down here, might give a chance to work on the kicking game, field goal, you know, uh, improve the confidence of your kicker who missed one in the first half. So it'll be third down and four. Carney at the Lincoln Southwest seven-yard line. Three wide receivers, but I don't expect them to be in this play except to block. Kemp in the backfield. They give it to him again, and there's just nowhere for him to go when you stack the box like they're doing. He gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and it'll be fourth down and four. Minute 25, so there'll be about 53 seconds by the time they would have to snap this football. And I don't see a field goal unit coming in. Carney does have one timeout remaining. Yeah, they might run this all the way all the way down. They could run it all the way down and just call timeout and get yourself regrouped for this fourth down play. But looks like they might run play. There's Ten seconds left on the play clock. Murray runs him up to the line of scrimmage. A minute to go in the game. Trips to the left side. Kemp off to the right. Murray takes the snap. He's going to hand it to Kemp, who's hit in the backfield and dropped. 
all the way back at the 14-yard line. Coming through virtually untouched was Melius. And so a loss on the play of four yards. And Carney High just said, we're going to do this and we're going to get out of here. We're not going to show you anything that we might have to use on a goal line situation on down the road. And again, considering who they have the next two weeks, Carney should not be tested again until they make the playoffs. 44 seconds remaining in the game, a scoreless second half, 14 to nothing, Carney High. The Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show coming up on Power 99 and 1230 KHAS when we have wrapped things up. Thanks to our many fine sponsors like Carney Towing and Repair, along with our internet streaming Barney Insurance, Impact Seed Dealers, pass play out here and incomplete, trying to get it to McKenzie. And it's tough here. Southwest knows the game is over. They know they're 80-some yards away from the goal line, and it's hard to have a lot of energy out there at this point. Well, when you haven't scored uh, in, the, in the, the previous part of the game and you're you know, 70, 80, 80-some yards away, it's pretty tough. Rolling left again, looking to pass the ball down the field, and it is going to be incomplete. McKenzie on the drag route there, and Harnley incomplete. It'll be third down and 10 with 35 seconds to go. And as we said, even though Lincoln Southwest uh, should have a chance against Lincoln High, they got to play Grand Island next year, and this is probably a game that might knock them out of the playoffs. Four and four, probably not going to get the job done for them in their wild card points. Third down and 10 at their own 13-yard line. And Lincoln Harnley did what he could tonight. There just wasn't enough there. He's going to fake the handoff. There's the pop pass complete at the 20-yard line. The tackle made at the 21-yard line as they get it to Milius again. But the tackle was made by Gabe Gilsdorf. It's going to be a gain of eight and bring up fourth down and two. And Southwest would not have to run another play if they don't want to. The clock's at 15 seconds. Chance, though, to maybe pick up one more first down on what will probably be the final play of the game. They'll give it to the eye back in Arciaga. Arciaga around the left side gets to the 25 to 30. He runs out of bounds with two seconds to go at the 31. So he does pick up 10 yards on the play. That's his second best run of the night. And since he ran out of bounds, we will have one more play, Monty. But your thoughts on what we saw from the Bearcats tonight? Well, it is, it is a very solid win. You know, defensively, obviously, you get a shutout. You can't play much better than that. They, they did a really nice job of their positioning and, and a very solid defensive game for them. Final play of the game. Harley just gives it to Arciaga again. He gets what he can up the middle across the 35 to the 36-yard line. That'll be a gain of five, and that will end the football game here at Foster Field in the next-to-last home game of the regular season. The Carney Bearcats get two touchdown runs of 64 and 74 yards from Miko Maisner, and there's no scoring in the second half, 14-10. to 10. Or 14 to nothing, Carney. Now the Bearcats could have punched it in here uh, when Southwest went for it at their own 13, but elected to just run it right up the middle and see if Southwest could stop them, which they did. And Carney now five and two, Lincoln Southwest four and three. And an update on the game over in Grand Island: it is Millard West 20, Grand Island seven, still in the third quarter of play. We'll look at other scores from around the area on the New West Sports Medicine or Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Have the final stats and more right after this on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Pleasanton, Elm Creek, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? 
Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigos' new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigos Ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigos. Limited time only. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. Puzzles Marine of Kearney wants your boat, and they're going to make it more than worth your while. Right now, if you trade in your used boat for a brand new boat, your winterization is on Buzz's Marine. Plus, if your trade-in boat is a 2010 or newer, you get $1,000 extra added value on your trade-in. This incredible trade-in offer expires October 31st. See store for full details at Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central Kearney. Or shop new boats online at buzzesmarine.com slash trade. That's buzzesmarine.com slash trade. The New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show from Cope Stadium, Foster Field. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Kearney, 14. Lincoln Southwest, nothing is our final. Millard West, 20. Grand Island, 7 at the start of the fourth quarter. Also in the fourth quarter, Northwest leads York 28-7. Hastings over Seward 24-14. McCook over Holdridge 28-0. Out in the panhandle in the second quarter, Scotts Bluff leads Lexington 28-7. In other scores from around the area, a final, Adams Central beats Minden 55-0. In the fourth quarter, Ord leads Broken Bow 54-7. Carney Catholic over Kozad 38-14. Central City leading Fairbury 36-29, and Aurora's up 34-7 over Boone Central Newman Grove in the third quarter. Wood River leading Grand Island Central Catholic in the fourth quarter, 18-14. In eight-man, a final, Elm Creek shuts out Amherst 47-0. Shelton beat Heartland today 28-0. In the fourth quarter, Cambridge leading Alma by a score of 46-18. Ravenna 70 Palmer 40, and they still have 10 minutes to go in that ball game. Ravenna's up 70 to 40. Also, a final: Axtell beats Giltner 42 to six earlier today. Overton beat Anselmo Myrna 22 to nothing. Pleasanton beat Loomis 48 to 12 in the fourth quarter. Lawrence Nelson now leads Blue Hill 28 to 18, and Elwood all over Bertrand 76 to 14 in the third quarter. Six-man final: Maywood Hayes Center over SEM. 59 to 14. Eustace Farnham led Wilcox Hilder at 54-16 when they began the second half. Well, we take a look at this football game and we'll figure up the stats. But uh, Monty, uh, a little recap here. You had the two big plays. Carney had opportunities to score some points. I guess one thing is uh, Lincoln Southwest just never had an opportunity uh, to get into the end zone in this football game. Uh, they never took a snap inside the Carney 25-yard line tonight. You know, you heard Coach Sherman in the in the pregame talk about their their lack of ability to have long long plays and also maybe sustain long drives. You know, they're four yards, five yards type of team, and and they controlled the ball in the first half, but they couldn't ever 
ever score. They got down to close to the 25, but then fumbled the ball that one time uh, in the second half. You know, they really didn't didn't do a great job offensively of threatening that Carney High defense. I, I'll say this over and over again. Carney High's defense, year in and year out, is just so well coached. They're so well positioned. Um, they, they, you know, they're, they they have a good scouting report. They don't get out of position. They don't give up big plays for the most part. And, uh, and you know, when you're playing a team that's lacking a little bit of team speed, boy, Carney is just going to match up with you and, and, and overwhelm you on defense, and that's what they did tonight. Offensively, I think Carney might be a little bit disappointed in their inability to score more points. They had the two long runs, as you mentioned, by Miko. Uh, you know, and it never hurts to have, a, have an athlete, a, a fast kid like that, to, to get away. But at the same time, they did not execute on a first and goal from inside the five-yard line, and, and you really need to do that, and they also missed a field goal. So this could have been a 24 nothing ball game pretty easily, but at the same time, there's a lot of things to work on, but uh, it's hard to complain when you when you beat a district opponent 14 nothing and you move on, and you've got a couple games coming up that you should win. One thing I would would mention is, you know, it's nice to have Streth, Seth Stroh back in the game. He uh, he was targeted three times, overthrown three times, didn't get any catches, but it's nice to have him back, did not play any defense. They're going to need him when the chips are down late in the season. Uh, we also saw Jackson Worley come off the field, uh, go to the training room the first half, did not return. We're going to see get him he- healthy. Owen Lytle, who has a sprained ankle, uh, was, not, uh, was not out there tonight. So those are the kind of players that, that once you get into those those uh, first round of playoff situations in a few weeks, uh, they're going to be essential for Carney's success. The question that's usually on somebody's mind, and, and usually you kind of know, I think Class A has been really weird this year. Usually the big boys can put up a ton of points, and sometimes they play defense. Maybe we're seeing, I mean, just like last week, Millard West isn't a team that's been putting up a lot of points. Uh, Carney hasn't been putting up a lot of points. Uh, some of the teams uh, in the Metro haven't necessarily been putting up a lot of points. And if Kearney does do what they're supposed to do the next two weeks against North Platte and Lincoln High, they'll be 7-2. and two. They should be relatively uh, easy wins considering the, the records of those two teams. Where is Kearney? You watched him play that first half to take a 13-0 lead over Millard West, and you kind of thought, you know what? They can, and they believe that they can play with basically anybody. We saw what happened last year in the state playoffs when they were decided underdog down there at Bellevue. What kind of a team is this? We saw what happened on opening night with all the points against Grand Island. Where does this Kearney team fit in when the playoffs begin? Well, I think right now when you look at Class A, Bellevue West is is head and shoulders right now above everybody else. They're scoring the most points. They're the most explosive. They've had the most success, the most blowouts. But they also have not played that real, real tough schedule. You know, to me, Kearney is right in that echelon of, of teams that, that are good enough to win win one, certainly two games in the playoffs, depending on who they're going to play. You have to remember in Class A, you're going to play some teams because of the balance of Class A. You know, Omaha North will be a team that somebody will have to play in the first round of the playoffs, and it gets into a cold situation and, and is physical and, and tough and a running team as Omaha North is. Uh, that would be a tough draw for somebody. So I think those first round matchups of the playoffs will dictate that, but I, you know, if I'm someone else, I don't know if I want to play Carney too much because they can play defense, they don't beat themselves, and they have an explosive offense in Miko Mason. Well, interesting. And remember how long it usually took you to finish a football game and, and be gone from the school? Yeah. Like as long as you ran through the shower. It's not that case anymore. We've got all the things we got to tear down, all the pictures that have to be taken, and it's not senior night or anything like that, but uh, they're having fun here with the win. <laughs> we'll take a look at all the final stats on the New West Post Game Show when we return to Foster Field. 14-0, Kearney over Lincoln Southwest. 
At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to B&B Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. To be a Platte River Prep School sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Plum 30 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Goes with a couple music. of touchdowns, uh, but Carney Catholic still leading 38-20. to 20. As we are here on the New West Post Game Show, let's go ahead and take a look at the final stats of this evening's football game. And uh, we mentioned how many plays Lincoln Southwest ran to Kearney in the first half. It was basically totally the opposite in the second half uh, for Lincoln Southwest. They had 58 yards of offense in the second half of play. Tilo Arciaga, 13 carries, 38 yards. Lakin Harnley, the quarterback, 19 carries, 74 yards, each lost a fumble. But they're the only two men that touched the ball in the running game. So they had a total of 32 rushes, 112 yards. For Harnley, he was 8 of 16 in the first half for 51 yards. He was 2 of 8 in the second half for 13 yards. 10 out of 26, or 24, for 64 yards through the air, no interceptions. No touchdowns, 112 on the ground, 176 yards of total offense, 10 first downs, 6 punts that averaged 30 yards. They had the two fumbles. Now the second one was on the final play of the half, so it wasn't a big deal. And after having four penalties in the first quarter, they only had two the rest of the way, and those were both illegal man downfield on passing plays, six penalties for 30 yards for Lincoln Southwest. So 176 total yards, 30 yards in penalties, six punts, two fumbles, 10 first downs for Lincoln Southwest. For Carney High, Miko Maisner had a 64 and a 74-yard touchdown, so that's the bulk of their offense. He ended up with 22 carries, 238 yards. Alex Kemp, 14 carries, 32 yards. Quarterback Colin Murray, two carries for one yard. That's 37 rushing attempts, 271 yards. In the first half, Murray was 0 of 3, throwing the ball 5 of 8 in the second half. So 5 of 11, no interceptions, no touchdowns, 54 yards in the air, 271 on the ground, 325 yards of total offense, 13 first downs for the Bearcats. They punted it four times. One of those was a 12-yarder. The other three averaged 33 yards for Seth Strobe. They had one fumble on a punt return that they lost, five penalties in the game for Carney for 35 yards. So again, 325 total, 13 first downs, 35 yards in penalties, and the one turnover in the game today for Carney as the Bearcats win it by a score of 14 to nothing. Our scoring summary, pretty simple tonight. We said a couple of times, our scoring wrap is brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. The uh, Bearcats won the toss. They deferred. They were able to stop Lincoln Southwest after a first down, but Kearney went to three and out, gave it right back, and back and forth we went. 
After a uh, second time that Southwest couldn't move it, Carney took over at the 36 and one play around a right end and down the Carney sideline, 64 yards for Maisner. Dakin makes the uh, extra point. 6-10 to go in the first quarter. It's 7-0 Carney. The Bearcats then fumbled away a punt, which would have been at midfield, and Nick Koff jumped on it for Lincoln Southwest, but they weren't able to do anything with it. Uh, moved it a little bit, but got stymied on downs, and you flip it around the field, and that's when Miko Maisner... The very first play of the next drive, a 9.29 to go in the second quarter. He went 74 yards on the same play, except this time he cut it up the middle. Both times it was off right tackle. Then he cuts it back up the middle. Dakin makes the kick, 14 to nothing. Then Lincoln Southwest had their best drive, but Maisner comes up with a fumble recovery at the Kearney 25-yard line. That led to a field goal attempt later in the quarter, but Dakin's 40-yarder was short with 51 seconds to go. And then there was just no scoring in the uh, second half. Carney had a couple of opportunities and a couple of drives, but was not able to uh, put the ball in the end zone. They had 198 yards of offense in the first half, and then they had 127 in the second half. And the final score, 14 to nothing, as Carney was stopped at the one-yard line uh, with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And then when they took over at the 13, uh, they could have thrown it or tried to throw it, but decided not to and uh, gave the ball back at the one-yard line. So twice they uh, uh, gave the ball over uh, inside the five-yard line. 14 to nothing, our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. You know, there's no, no such thing as a ho-hum win because, you know, winning is hard and, and it's important to win. But uh, that was kind of a ho-hum win. You know, uh, it's one of those things where where if you would look at, at where Southwest stood, where Kearney stood, um, that's probably the way that that game ended about the way you expected early on that it was going to go. Again, a uh, good defensive game by the Bearcats. You know, they, they had everything kind of diagnosed. And, and, you know, when the best player for the other team is a quarterback, uh, he tried to do a lot of things, but uh, the defensive line held their own. The linebackers made plays. The defensive backs covered receivers, and that was they did an excellent job and 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 got the shutout. You know, offensively, you know this Carney High team is not nearly as diverse as a lot of teams they've had in the past. They're a little bit limited from their versatility of of what they can do. You know, they've got the Mazner uh, outside zone game that is really good, and and you know he can pop one at any time, but. You know, they have to be able to hit play-action passes to take some of that pressure off the inside and, 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 and outside zone run game. And, and that's, I'm sure, they're working on I'm not telling any secrets to anybody, but uh, they have to become a little bit more diverse. They'll continue to work on it. But, again, they're a well-coached football team that doesn't really beat themselves, and that's been a common characteristic of Bearcat football for years and years. Doug Duda, along with Monty Kratzenstein, Miko Mazur can be the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month, but you have to nominate him. Brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner picked each month, and Philip Tran, the outstanding Carney High tennis player, was our September winner. He broke the single or broke the school career record for singles wins earlier this week. And good luck to the Bearcats when they go to state tennis next week. We'll take a final break and wrap it up from uh, UNK's Foster Field right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? 
That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Before we get into the Rivals and Red Scoreboard show, we're going to be joining Randy Bushcutter uh, over at Cozad. They've just finished up their win uh, over Cozad. Carney Catholic has 38 to 20, and uh, Millard West has completed a 20 to 7 win over Grand Island tonight, Monty. Yeah, and that uh, that was a big big football game you know uh carney lost to millard west last week but we saw millard west that's finest where they try to get make the game really boring and and uh, a lot of quarterback run game and big offensive line play and fast defense and so um uh, they must play pretty well defensively to, sh- to to hold that grand island offense to to that that those few of of uh points because uh that was a good matchup they might see each other again at some point in the playoffs well that's going to wrap it up again miko mazner goes 64 yards in the first quarter 74 yards in the second quarter and that was the scoring 14 to nothing carney high over lincoln southwest southwest will host grand island next friday carney will host lincoln high and then we'll see the bearcats again here on power 99 or espn in a couple of Fridays when the playoffs begin. For our producer-engineer Nick Grimes and Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda. We're going to send it over to the postgame of Carney Catholic Cozada, and then it is Rivals and Runs Scoreboard Show here on Power 99. Have a great weekend.